My fellow Macrossians, I am so honored to be. Am I mayor yet? No, you're not mayor yet. Am I mayor? No. Ah, shoot. You're trying. Ah, shoot. Shoot, shoot, shoot. Okay. Um, my fellow Macrossians, I'm sorry I have not been campaigning yet because I thought I would already be mayor. But listen, people, those. 20,000 of you, because there's a lot of people that's coming around here for $5. It's amazing what America can do with $5. Amazing. Amazing. Okay, it's amazing. We thought you had $20. Shut up. Okay. Um, listen. I am here to announce one thing. Listen, Global has not, has been Maryland has been keeping this crap on this piece of crap ship. We have, I have seen moths growing on the ship. I went to the cities. I have been to the houses. Mayor Lewin has been doing nothing but smoking his freaking cigars and have been nothing, not doing nothing but getting his fat butt fat. Look at his, look, look at the picture. Look at his fat stomach. Look at his fat chin. Look at his fat head. Look at his fat feet. This man is fat. He is fake news. Okay? Fake news. He banned... Listen. Listen. I'm not saying that I'm trying to ban people off of this ship. I literally want to take the rich and flip it and make them poor. That's all. That's all. Okay? But, in order to do that, in order to do that, we must get our people off this ship. Repeat after me, everybody. Get us off of this ship. Heck yeah, we will go. Heck yeah, we will go. Heck yeah, we will go. That's my campaign, Slocan. Slocan. This, that's my campaign. Listen, people, if you have not voted for me, you are freaking nuts. I am the mayor of this city. I will be mayor unless you come and assassinate me, which you will be scared to because I have a freaking shotgun and I will shoot you before you can shoot me, okay? Now, I know you probably got lasers, like 20 lasers around me. That's Mary Lewin trying to kill me. But as you can see, I'm moving my head so you can't get a clear shot. Now, I'm telling you, Mary Lewin, do, as you can see in the dots on my eyes, Mary Lewin do not want me to speak. As you can see, I'm ducking and grinding because I don't want to get shot myself. But, look, vote for me, and we will get off the ship. I will promise this, people. That is a guarantee. Vote for me. Vote for me, for Mayor. Yeah. Ah, 
doing awesome. And of course, we, we we have a group of the usual suspects with us. We have uh, we have our fact checker Kim Hanley. Hey guys, how's it going? And uh, um, and Scott God wasn't able to come in this week uh, because he's useless to us. And um, yeah. And nah, so, he's working. Yeah, he's working. <laughs> just kidding, just kidding. And, uh, and so uh, he's out whitewashing something. I don't know. Um, hey, but They uh, got Evan back. But Evan, yeah, Evan Coyne. Say hello, Evan Coyne. Hello. Thank you for having me back on. Anytime, man. Uh, and this, anytime. This is your third appearance, and you're enjoy- you must love this show. <laughs> and, uh, but, and, a, and, and we have, as our guests... We have, uh... Hey, you just cut him off, did you? <laughs> what? Did you just cut off Evan. He was about to... Yeah, you cut him off. He was about to say something. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, I was just going to express my gratitude for you having me back on, and it's always a pleasure anytime. Oh, All right, so I agree. Sorry, I don't like to do that. Uh, and our, our, our lovely and talented guests, both of them, uh, we have Ashley, Ash, that Miss Davis, who we've had on before, and her... Joe. How's it going? Are you going to cut us off before we can say something nice about the podcast as well, or is that just like a <laughs> treatment for regulars? Don't tempt me, boy. No, don't mess with my best buddy. Boy. Okay? Don't mess with my best buddy. <laughs> best friend forever. Best friend forever. Swing. <laughs> I love that. I seem to have lost my celebrity status. I see how it is. Uh, you have to share it with me. Well, no, it's okay. Right, it's okay. Things, yeah, considering the fact that next week we're going up against Digital and Dice, we've moved on to the next tier now. Yeah. <laughs> no, man, well, Dude, their viewer count is just insane. Not not next week. That's the week after. We got Kid and Nine on, so well, don't right. my, don't my, push my, it. My, yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't don't push that. So you don't worry. But just to hype that, it's going to be the entire tech podcast team. That's me, you, Scott. Me, Matt Poole, you, Corey L. Williams, Kim, the clobber champion, the clobber champion, Hanley, and Scott Sadick. And we're going to take on Dungeon and Dice, and we're going to destroy them. Just like we did Digital Digital Dice. He always always says Dungeon and Dice, and even as a fact checker, it's to the point where it's just like, yes. It's dungeon and whatever. whatever. It's like sure, whatever. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Well, you officially rebranded a podcast bigger than us. Congratulations. (laughs) (laughs) When we're done with them, they're going to like, man, we should name ourselves Dungeon and Dice. But I said, yeah, that's a good idea. You know. Look, see, that's the thing though. The dice implies the dungeon part already. Right. Just right, right. (laughs) Making friends, making friends. Okay. Um, Making friends. Yeah. We'll we'll get them. Don't worry. Nope, they won't hear this before we put it up. So don't worry. Um, <clears throat> and so uh, and so because Ashley had been on our show before, twice, twice. Um, we uh, we did not. We did, she was not on the Lynn Patty show, but our our, our buddy Joe here was in fact on the Lynn Patty show. So I'm gonna I'm gonna. No, she was on there with them. Yeah, she was on there with me. Oh, yeah. she was. Well, I didn't. I didn't watch. Yeah. it. I don't watch the freaking. It's like our sending a hog. We gotta give both. It's a Jeez, man. Team effort. Team yeah, I know. I know. Lynn Patty also told me that she wants to start opening the like, ladies and gentlemen, the Lynn Patty 
show! Just like you're sending a hog. Yeah, she's you know. not getting that many T's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> six, six or seven, that's that's all she's getting. We're not we're not stretching that patty out that thirty seconds. Well yeah, 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 yeah. I know, I know, I know. But that gum she's gonna be in Vietnam, so spoiler. Uh, <clears throat> so, you wanna play that core? I do I do wanna play it. I'm I'm sorry, I, I did I did forget because I don't listen to that show. But um yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, we'll uh, we'll play that right now. Corey, I'm I'm not gonna lie, I was a guest and I don't blame you. <laughs> Back in a second, guys. Live from Macross Island, it's the Lynn Patty Show with the Lynn Patty Orchestra and the Lynn Patty Dancers and the Lynn Patty Jail Sentence. Tonight, Lynn Patty's guests, Joe and Ashley Davis. And now, a woman who thinks life sentences only last three days, Lynn Patty. Welcome to the Lynn Patty Show, everyone. I am Lynn Patty. I am Lynn Patty, and I have my own show. And I'm back at the tax evasions and what's that? Core, how the heck are you doing? Uh, what? How are you doing, Core? I'm, I'm fine. Okay. Lynn okay, Scott! Scott, how are you doing, boy? How are you doing, my boy? Scott! I'm, I'm good. How are you, Lynn? Lynn Patty? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Make sure you get the camera right, okay? All right? I want that beautiful face and this beautiful round body on me. Ah, oh, yes. Okay, I guess we got two I guess we got two other guests here. I know one of them, which is Ashley Davis. How's it going, Ashley? Oh, it's going. It's going. Okay, and we got my dear friend, Joe Davis. How's it going, Joe? I am confused and a little alarmed, but otherwise okay. Okay, good. Uh, that's the way Lynn Patty likes it. I'm a Lynn Patty, too. But I guess I got some questions for you. Um, uh, well, I don't know what Kim is. She usually delivers my questions. What are my questions for? Well, here you go. Uh, thank you, thank you, thank you. All right. Um, let's see. Uh, uh, what is AEI after you? Oh, for, that's a stupid question, Coy. Okay, next question. Um... Well, that was a good one. What is your favorite? What do you do for a living? I already know what Ashley does for a living. What do you do for a living, Scott? All right, uh, Scott. Thank you, Scott. Why I keep doing my mind, Scott? Cross. What do you do for a living, Joe? Um, currently, I am. Uh, I guess what one would call between jobs. Uh, I uh, I'm going back to school, so I guess I am going to school for a living. Right. Answer. Y'all gotta go to school one day. You know I have to go back to school because I went to school to sell, um, I don't know, uh, sell Avon. I sell Avon from door to door and I have some perfume products if you want to buy some. I got some hand sanitizers. Mm. I think we're good. Actually, I'm kind of curious. Okay, yeah, I I have, I have, um, I have some of that, um, it's not, it's it's called uh, Autumn Breeze um, and um, something called uh, Me Smell So Good. I don't, I don't know. It, it, it's something from China, I guess. Um, I think I was a little racist, wasn't it, Corey? <laughs> Smidge. Uh, yeah, I, I think it was. All right. But anyway. Let's, let's You're just selling the products, though. It's not like you made them. Yeah, yeah I got it. I, I understand, yeah. You know, the products sell themselves. So, um, 
Well, here's another good question. Uh, what exactly is your favorite cartoon growing up? For me? Mm-hmm. Uh, probably uh, the Transformers, the original animated Transformers. Great choice, great choice. Uh, do you remember when the boy... Um, I remember the time when I watched Transformers and he actually died and he actually stayed dead. But they did one episode where they screwed it up. They brought Megatron back as a, you know, spoiler alert, as a zombie, I guess. It was pretty crazy. Well, I mean, there's there's in the movie when Megatron got, like, thrown out of a space train because that happened. Um, and uh, got brought back as Galvatron. And the most important part about that is his voice changed from... Frank Welker to Leonard Nimoy. So that was kind of yeah. cool. But it then Optimus cool. Prime died in the same movie. And yeah. That's cool to say Leonard Nimoy. Yes. Live long and prosper. Yes. <laughs> um, so, let's see. What else I got? Uh, uh, anyway, uh, let's see. Uh, let's see. Uh, what is your favorite video game? And I hear you're a gamer, just like our friend the book that. Uh, I. Uh, I am I am a relatively avid gamer. I'm not very good at them, um, but I do love to play them. And if I had to go with my all-time favorite video game, it's probably going to be Fallout 2. Ah, good choice. Good choice. Uh, I remember when I played Fallout, I had a... Um, it, I think it was Fallout... Not Fallout 2. It was the next Fallout, and I just kept killing zombies. And There's a lot of that. I, yes, I did a lot of zombie killing. I feel ashamed, but then again, it was enthusiastic, because it felt like Grand Theft Auto, where I just literally took the chainsaw to people's faces and just started totally. going on a murderous path. It was really dark, those days. Uh, I remember are, are you describing the video game or your life? Why not both? Uh, I, you know what? That's a different... You know what? I... I you know what, Scott? Um... I cannot divulge any of these secrets, so I, pre- I plead the fifth on that one. Um, be the cameraman, Scott. Put the camera on me. Stop asking me these daggone questions. Thank God. The lawyer's going to get me. Oh, God. Go and get my lawyer on the line. I might, have, I might be going to jail. Um, <clears throat> yes. Okay, and my final question. Um, well, unless Corey got some more questions for me. Um... What kind of I, now? I I still love you like this. I want to know what this question is. What is your favorite book? Oh wow, that's a that's actually a pretty tough one. Um, but I'm gonna have to go with the. That's probably a bit out of the box, um, so to speak. Uh, the Shadowrun Second Edition Core Rulebook from sometime in the late '90s. I'm. Uh, a tabletop gamer as well, and uh, I loved that role-playing game. I, I feel you. Have you ever read the book, The Hatchet? The Hatchet. No. Uh, I remember reading that book. It was about a kid named Brian, and he just went around in the forest, and he got out of a plane, and he just went in the forest and survived. I always wanted to see how they would mess up that video, that book, and turn it into a video game. Better yet, make a book movie out of it. So... I always thought if they made the hatchet, it would star me as Brian, and I would go around slashing and hacking things with a hatchet. Well, I mean, yeah, you could just you could you could take to the trees or you know any of the small various animals in the forest. 
Yeah, I always wanted to. I always wanted to kill a rabbit for some reason. You know what? I ain't going out to the back of my house and kill a rabbit. It's a delicacy in England, I think. It is. It is. I, you know what? Screw the hatchet. I'm gonna get a chainsaw instead. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Grab the bottle with. Grab the bottle for sitting. Bloody mayhem! What's happening? I gotta, I gotta compose myself. I gotta compose myself. Because, uh, how do you feel about um, how do you feel about Corey Williams? He's an okay guy. Okay, that's good. I will end it there. Um, how do you feel about Scott? About about stocks, as in stocks and bonds? <laughs> no, no, Scott, Scott, oh, Scott. Um, I mean, he's pretty good. He he became Ant Man, and um, <laughs> he. Uh, you know, he's fighting to win his daughter's love and Not save Scott her. Lang. Not Scott Lang. I'm talking about Oh, Scott oh the Scott, Scott that's here. Yeah, oh, oh. yeah, no, he's a cool dude. Oh, he's a cool dude. Okay, cool, cool. Yasa, uh, Yasa was the one who kept bombarding me with questions about my legal matters, and maybe I had to go to jail for possibly um, doing some things with some bodies. But anyway, um... How do you feel about the the head honcho, the person that has a great show called The Game Fixers, Matt Poole, aka the book fan? He's got great taste in video games. Ah, thank you, thank you. Thank you. Uh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I don't care about that fool, the book fan. Screw him. Anyway. All right. Well, it's been nice. I know I left out Ashley. I guess I got to get another question for Ashley. Ashley. Yes. How do you feel about your second coming on the Lynn Patty show? It's been a very interesting and informative experience. Okay, I'm going to give you the chance to ask Lynn Patty one question. Hmm, what do I want to ask Lynn Patty? <laughs> Why did you have to use industrial strength bleach to clean your chainsaw? <laughs> Well, you see, I have to use industrial strength. Oh, God. Oh, you know what? I feel for the Lynn Patty Show. We got to wrap up in the same people. We got to wrap up. Anyway, I want to take the Lynn Patty Jackson's, the Lynn Patty this, Lynn Patty Jack. I have got to get the heck out of here. Um, I will see you in the next Lynn Patty Show. We'll be in uh, Vietnam for the next the next Lynn Patty Show because I have to get out of America because I have wants. So, if you're wondering why I'm in Vietnam, thank Ashley Davis. Oh, God, you'll see, you'll see, uh, you'll see, he's probably Kid Aeon on the next episode of the Lim Patty Show in Vietnam. Let's come back for the next episode of the Lim Patty Show. And we're back. How did you find Lim Patty, guys? Uh, Lim Patty It was an experience. It was an experience, for yeah, sure. Totally. Experience is a nice way to put it. It was interesting. <laughs> I hope she does well in Vietnam. Yeah. Because Vietnam's where well, you go to have fun. Yeah. Exactly. And and she could be with the French. She'd probably, probably be a nun, probably, no. But that's not going to happen. I don't see her being a nun. <laughs> and not with a personality like that. If Whoopi Goldberg become a nun, I'm not involved. A nun in Sustrat. She just okay. pretended to be. Exactly. She was undercover. Undercover, man. Well, 
Sister Act 2, she went undercover. Yeah, Sister Act 1 was more like witness protection, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Sister Act 2 was like, oh, she's back in the habit. <laughs> Literally. It's a pun. It's not a very good pun. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. All right. All right. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not spending so our weekly funny. digression on Sister Act. I'm just not doing it. Um, so I want Sister Act three. Um, Sister Act three. Um, I returned. Okay. The same. They could do like Sister Acts three colon and then like some Bible verse. Donald. Yeah. Sister that'll Act go. Three. That'll go over Sister well in three, middle America. <laughs> like, like, just like, um, Sister Act Three, Castle of the World. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 God, who? Sister Act Three, let there be light. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Okay, so, uh, so let us talk about this episode because I really, really want to talk about this episode. Um, let's say one minute. One minute. Uh, One minute. Kim? Yeah, not, yet, not, not yet, dude. Uh, as I was going to say... This legend make a sure. As, as, as I was going to say, I'm going to save that for the last, the last thing I discuss. Okay. Let's, uh, let's just uh, talk about the episode in general. What do we think? I mean, not uh, much happened. Really not really. Nothing happened. We, we go through, um, you know, ever since the last episode... It was basically just a boring episode, but in this episode, it was more so. Well, it's there. I, like, I like that that there wasn't a fight in here because I mentioned a couple episodes back that they they shoehorned in a fight where they didn't need to be one, um, and they did not do that in here. This is this is all about humans. There's, we don't even see a Zentron in this episode. Yeah. Yes, we do. We do. We see three of them. Yeah. They're, yeah. They're humans now. Um, but I, I mean, we don't see them coming to attack or 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 do any Zentradi crap. They're just they're just out there looking at Earth. Well, it's because they made it to Earth and yeah. they were ordered by their I guess people in charge not to interfere with the actual planet a while back, like in episode three or four or something. That's right. That's do right. not so, go to the planet. Yep. But they could yep. have had Chiron. I mean, there could have been a whole other episode here where Chiron goes, I don't care what they did. I'm going to attack anyway. I'm a tissue guys, I just, I just want to punch that dude in the face. He's got <laughs> oh, such a punchable face. He yeah, he do got a punchable face, but do you hate him or... No, I, I legit hate him. Like, I don't want him to be there anymore because things would okay. go so much better if he wasn't. It's true. Okay. Like, like Chiron, Chiron's actually one of the more interesting characters because yeah, he's so he, hateable. Okay, but on a scale of 1 to 10, because I'm going to get into my little mini rant, um, how do you feel about him compared to Min May? Oh, God. Oh, that's pretty tough. I'd rather have Chiron around. Thank you. Me okay. Too. Me too. Uh, I got to admit. Uh, yeah, because Minmay is annoying. Minmay is so very annoying and... Speaking of her, yeah. she's the whole B-plot of this episode. <laughs> oh, now, yeah. here we go. <laughs> yeah, because <that's... laughs> yeah, she's the only one who's allowed to leave the, the ship to go visit her family. And I was questioning, okay, like, why did her family think she was dead? But then we learned later that... Uh, they had just declared everybody in this incident as dead, so they no longer exist, which that makes it real convenient for them not to be able to, to go back to Earth. 
and like she has all these things coming up like she's the most famous person on the ship she's going to be in a tv show a play a movie and she thinks her and she thinks her family's going to forget what she looked like and rick has to keep reminding her like it's not been that long it's been a year it's been a year you haven't changed that much uh, I, I i agree because it's like it's like they also are like do they not have skype in this, in this future it, it, it just like this whole episode too. They do have it because when uh, Global and Lisa are at the conference, nobody's there. It's all on these computer screens. So yeah. So why can they just call her family? Like, hey, Minmay, hi. Okay, I don't gotta get off the ship. I'm trapped on this ship, so I can't get off my protocol. Bye. It's so everybody, oh, really? SD, everybody on the SDF one wants to get rid of Minmay. They want to have like a day without having to listen to her. Well, I mean, according to you, they love it, May. So I'm well, just saying. They were there cheering her to leave. They were like, yay, get out of here. Retire your Get the heck out of here. Yeah. Don't come back. Even if yeah, you're playing you know, crashes you know, in the ocean. Even if I like a person like that, they still tire me the hell out. Okay. Uh, it's like, I'm, yeah. not saying they, I'm not saying they hate her. It's just like, dude, get away. I need to sleep. They're the okay. only, she is like literally the only celebrity they've had for one year. <laughs> that is, That is like. There's only so much saturation of a celebrity one can take before you're just like, I'm done with that person. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to make a mental note of that. And then the, when I do the Abridged series, um, make it look like they are kicking her off the SDF one. Okay, <laughs> got it, got it. I also liked how apparently uh, it was set in Japan because usually in anime at this time or even stuff that's been localized recently, they always try to downplay that things have a Japanese origin. Uh, they usually try to make it Los Angeles or some other huge American city. So I was actually pretty, I was shocked. I was like, oh, yeah, we're in Japan. Like, they okay, then. Crosswalks wrong. That's, whenever they I do, agree like, with you. They they've got those diagonal crosswalks, which I can't even figure out how that might work. Like I, I, I agree like, with you. I, got nothing. I agree with you. I agree with you, Ashley, because I remember when I was watching um, Shining Gundam, which um, Kim can agree with me. They do the same thing. You know what I'm talking about, Kim? Neo, like Neo Japan, Neo Germany, Neo America, Neo Europe. What the fuck? Neo, Neo, Neo? Really? What the thing? Neo? So that's a. That, that's, that was all the colonies, all of all of the space colony versions of the countries. That's why yeah. there was Neo Japan was a space colony created by Japan, Japan. But it was owned. Yeah, but it was owned deployment. They were on. Remember, they were no, fighting on. They Earth. were in space. No, they, they were just. Fight, uh, they that, were fighting on Earth, but they were representing the. Colony. Oh, it was, it was Neo Japan's fighter, but they used Earth as the battleground. And even then, a major Gundam trope is like their colonies will more often than not look like a planet. Yeah, it is so weird. Uh, the original Gundam had the Battle of New Texas, which uh, looked like it was it was in a colony, but it looked like Texas inside the colony, like it was dirt and plateaus and. <laughs> Granted, it looked like the west of Texas, and that's it, because it was like the hill country and the Mesa country, and that's uh, it. Oh, my God, yeah, that'd be so funny. The ones in G Gundam were very, like, stereotypical. Like, the the Neo-America was shaped like a star, and they put the Statue of Liberty on it. Like, they took the Statue yes. of Liberty off of Earth and put it on the yes. and they built, like, a giant laser cannon into the torch. 
that they could use as like a secret weapon against the other colonies. It, it was they were because, so crazy with it. Because yeah. America. Yeah. America. The only way it would look more quote unquote American to the rest of the world is if it was shaped like a hamburger. <laughs> You know what? I like I like Joe's pick of uh, America, the American Texas Space Colony, because I really would love to see uh, Mike Judd. Mike Judd, if you're listening, I would love to see King of the Hell in Space Colony, because I would I would pay I would pay all my money to watch that. I sell dark matter and dark matter accessories. Accessories. <laughs> I'll tell you what. I, I tell that you show what, is so accurate. Yeah, uh, like <laughs> that gummit. I don't know why my artificial grass is not over here. And that gummit, that gummit, Bobby. <laughs> that quasar, that quasarian ain't right. It, it ain't right. It ain't right. He said it ain't nothing but working a nine to ten job. <laughs> oh. Oh. Okay. Did you have somebody so, like Dale? So, <laughs> <laughs> what, what we're, talking about, like, <laughs> we're talking about the best anime ever, King of the Hill. King of the Hill is pretty fun. <laughs> oh god, Mike Jed is a genius. Henry uh, Hill is just like, oh, so what's up? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it has a Japanese character in our con. He's not he's Japanese. La- he's Laotian. Laos. Laos. Not all Asians are the same. (laughs) It's like a recurring theme of the show. He keeps getting in an argument. It's like, that's not where I'm from. He he keeps getting in the same argument with Hank's dad, who was a World War II veteran. No, Hank's dad knows he's not. Oh, uh, that's right. He's like, nope, he ain't Japanese. He's Laotian. He's Laotian. (laughs) That's right. He lost his life in World War II, right? I I think it it, was it... um, Lucky he keeps having to repeat who, where he's from. Probably. God, I, I, I'm this Cotton. I didn't, I was sad to see him spoil alert day. I, I, I was sad. I love Cotton. Oh, it's been like a decade. It's okay. I love how yeah, he yeah. said that a Chinaman took his his legs off, but he knew what war he was in. It's like, that's not the right nomenclature. No, uh, I killed the man. I, I think you're talking about the Big Lebowski. No, that happens in okay. in, in uh, King of the Hill too. He calls them a Chinaman or something. <laughs> oh boy, I will say this one time, and then I'm gonna we had to get back to the show. But I remember the episode where he sat there and said uh, he went to Japan, and Hank was like, uh, "I'm going to see the Emperor of Japan." He was like, "Oh, thank God," and I'm gonna spit in his face. I was like, "Oh, great." <laughs> I think it was 50 oh. years of societal progress. Yeah. The crap. <laughs> Anywho. <laughs> back to Robotech. Back to actual oh. Japan of Robotech. Yes, yes, I, I, yes. Going, going back on what you just said right before that digression, um, about, about you know, uh, the fact that they do they do go to Tokyo. But where does Minmay live? Minmay does not live in she lives in Chinatown. She lives in Chinatown. Oh, God, here we go. Here we go. Stereotypes. Stereotypes. Evan, Evan, you screw me out of this point. <laughs> Mac, calm down. I'm she talking lives, to Evan. She Evan, lives, she lives Evan, in you, Chinatown. <laughs> Evan, you screw me way, out of that I point. Let <laughs> the man speak, Let the man speak, Core. <laughs> Evan, I know you hear me. <laughs> yes, hello, yes. 
<laughs> screw, me, screw me out of that point. There we go. See, this is the point I was talking about. Be nice, Mac. Okay. Anyway, okay, so so I like the fact that they do subvert the idea of, okay, this is an anime, and they're in Tokyo, but even Minmei's just a little off stereotype, just a little off, because she doesn't live in Tokyo. Oh, well, she lives in Tokyo, but she lives in Chinatown. Which makes her just a little bit of an outsider, even in a Japanese city. Yeah, I kind of assumed that maybe she was of Chinese heritage. Yeah, because uh, Lin Minmei is not a Japanese name. It is presented it's presented in a Japanese fashion with the family name before the surname, because I think that's how the Japanese... Uh, yeah, it's always the Japanese is like the last name with the... Like your last name is your first... You always... First, you're beginning with your first name. Your last name is your first name. Yeah, it's weird. Or it's just that's how it's presented. Like if I was, um, if they were like in Japan, like you're Paul Mac, aren't you? Yeah, I am. Okay, Paul Mac. Yep, Paul Mac. You'd probably, you'd probably just be Gaijin because you're the corner. We're <laughs> <laughs> all Gaijin. Well, I know, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it's funny. Like in, um, yeah, I'm not gonna. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yes, Minmei Chinatown. It is it is interesting to see that they just went for Japan. It, like even from the original series or wherever they pulled this stuff from, they went to Japan, then Chinatown in Japan, as opposed to just going to China. Like that's that's what I thought was interesting. Uh, yeah. It's 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 weird. Okay, so what's yeah. next? Um. Oh, should we should we uh, should we talk about the topless picture in what's room? Yeah, let's go ahead and talk about the topless person in the picture. Uh, who is that woman? I'm thinking it's Jan Morris. Uh, I'm I'm thinking, what business did this have being on a show for kids in the what? The 80s, early 70s, early 80s, the early 80s. 80s. Well, we do see Lemon May's butt in this in the show, so it's not out of the realm of possibility. And plus, you can barely see anything. So... Yeah. yeah. I think, yeah. See, see, my mom, when she saw the scene with Roy and Claudia, my mom lost it. Because... Um, yeah, she didn't like... Like, what in the world? Ebony and Ivory together? What? Yeah, exactly. And, uh, see, see, that shows how far we had come in, like, 20 years, because I didn't even notice. It didn't even occur to me at 10 years old well, to, go, to go and and believe me I wasn't unaware that there were different races and that there was crap I knew all that stuff um but it just never occurred to me like these two shouldn't be together you're going in and out Gore oh. yeah you're breaking up okay um okay so I'll go back here when I when I was a kid I was totally aware that there was racial stuff in the world I knew about it um but I never saw like it didn't even occur to me to go Oh well, these two shouldn't be together. Yeah, I just was like, good for him <laughs> and her. They're making a go of it on a giant spaceship in the middle. I mean, he's doing better than Rick. Yeah. <laughs> but he just totally like stays asleep or whatever. It's like, oh, it's my day off. Like I'm just gonna chill here later, Claudia. Yeah, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna sleep in this room because you know, screw all y'all. I got you here. So, you know, I'm not going to lie. I'd probably be doing the same thing if I was in Roy's shoes because they've been doing what, like going 90 to nothing practically and like having to be on duty for the last year. Yeah. Like they may they may have like one day off every two weeks 
and that's that's got to be exhausting. And plus, I, I'm not going to lie. As squadron commander, he has to do paperwork, and when he's not fighting, he's got to do all kind of paperwork and read Ugh. files and all You're the boring right, stuff that goes with being a leader. <laughs> I doubt he has to do any of that paperwork. And no, he probably has to. I I doubt he does it because it's Roy Falker. Yes, yeah, he's, he's he's an awesome person. He's, he's probably just like, hey, some random subordinate, do these for yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, he bullies me. I'll let you do this for me. Yeah, Claudia, do this. To, to me, I feel like Roy Folker is one of the characters off of Team America. I'm just being honest here because I, I really think he is. Um, I, I'm I, I don't know if y'all with me, but you know, he is. Uh, his face is carved as though he were a wooden puppet. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like he, I re- I really just want him to sing America. Yeah. But, uh, I, but oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. Oh no, to bring it back around, I my mom lost it when she saw the scene where like Claudia, you know, is there and and, and Roy grabs her and you know what just happened? Like you totally oh, yeah. know. Yeah. Like, no, it's I it's that don't, next scene I, move. We know. I don't know. I don't know what happened. <laughs> we'll tell you when you're older, Mac. Oh crap! Darn it! <laughs> you see, when a man and a woman love each other very much, they hug a whole lot. Oh, see, yeah. this yeah, needs to be this hug. needs to be recorded for the Zentradi. <laughs> you know, they are obsessed with what do they call it? Protoculture. 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 Isn't it like that? Um, that two when um when um wasn't it like when Britai and Exodor was just saying, "Go follow me into the quarters." Was it like that too? Might be. Maybe. When two men love each other very much. Okay. All right. Uh, oh God. Okay, so so having my my mom did lose it. She was like, "Oh, what are you? What are they doing?" And she wasn't mad that there was an interracial couple. It wasn't like, "Oh, well, screw them." You know, it was it was more like, "Why are they trying to like make my child okay with it?" <laughs> Because, you know, the Robotech people, that was their agenda the whole time. We're going to bring interracial marriage to the 80s. Yeah, screw it. It is my my core belief that they just didn't care. And I'm totally with that. Like, I just, I want to throw out that I think it's pretty... Not, progressive isn't even the right word, but it's it's pretty advanced even for like Japanese writers mm-hmm. to do something like that because Japan has never been known for their most socially aware anime no. from back in the day. Well, that and their society is even if you are somebody like Minmei who is a you know we're assuming Chinese origin or if any of us were to move there, we'd always be considered foreign. And even if we had children that were fluent Japanese speakers that could speak as just as well as anybody else, they would always be considered a because that's just how their society operates. Yeah. Yeah, they're they're very um, trying to think of the right word. Isolated. Not nationalistic, but they're very like, I, yeah isolationist to some extent. Homogenistic. Yes. Yeah, there it is. I still they like their. But, but yeah. there are plenty of subcultures that we could find our way into. There's a a large expatriate expatriate uh, communities and. Uh, other things it, it it is loosening up i was there about almost 15 years ago now and it even then it was it was still pretty loose the kids were more open to newer ideas well, that's that's going that's going around you got Mus- you got muslims forming punk bands now it's it's crazy it's it's the end times 
Um, well, usually the you know younger generations are the ones that are more open and accepting oh, of yeah. things. We see I've seen that with the students that have passed through my school, like over the you know the years, like there's more accepting of like different people and that kind of thing versus when I, I was in school where you know it was a lot different. Oh yeah. They all listened to the Backstreet Boys when I was there. <laughs> yeah, that was popular when I was in school. <laughs> Okay. Everybody. When I was in high no. school, when I was in high school, it was it was new kids on the block. That was <laughs> that was our particular hell. And now he's in Transformers. That was when I was in elementary school. Oh goodness gracious! I, oh, I, I, I knew I knew people that had like every new kids on the block thing, like all the sheets, the dolls. I was never into any of the in the boy bands. I was like, no, you stay over there. I'm gonna be over here being weird. <laughs> oh god, yeah. Um. Yeah. <clears throat> so. Yeah. I mean, personally, um, I, I, Mark Wahlberg is like, um, his whole. I'm an inventor. I can invent things. You know, uh, it's it's it just don't get me. I'm sorry. Um. I'm yeah. Sorry. I'm sorry. Was that in Robotech? No. Then I don't care. It was in Transformers. <laughs> yeah. I'm in the. Well, it doesn't matter because I'm an inventor. I can invent things. Okay. Look. So. That's like that's a five-year-old's logic. Like I literally had that happen to me one time. I can invent a way out of this room I locked us in. <laughs> Just give me a spoon. I can do it. Okay. So, so yeah. Okay. All right. Moving on. I I don't I don't, I don't right. mean to I don't mean to be such a a, a time Nazi, but I got to be a time Nazi. Okay. Sure. So, so, uh, so, uh, what do we think about at that? Least, at, least you're, at least you're not a time-traveling Nazi, because that would be... Yeah, exactly! Like, I saw exactly! Like, I like Wolfenstein. Like, that would be awesome if they put down Wolfenstein. Okay. <clears throat> Contact, Wolfenstein, time-traveling. Okay, here we go. I'm, I'm just putting down my notes. Yeah. Wolfen-trigger. I'll be... Wolfen-trigger, yes. Wolfen-trigger. Oh. Okay. Oh, okay, yes. So, uh... I just want to. I just want to say one quick thing. Uh, the fact that they're using a massive planetary cannon as an elevator shaft is. I, it just sounds like the worst idea ever. Exactly. It, it, to me, I agree. It, it feels like it feels like after one shot, you're never going to be able to use it as an actual elevator again because it's going to like fuse and damage stuff in there. Oh, that's that's yeah, one of your worries because if you set that thing in Alaska, you're not only you're not only uh, not thinking clearly, but there is no one in the south, which means basic geometry says you're going to lose half your planet. Well, I mean, it it uses robo technology, so it functions right. It's the same way a gigantic plane can turn into a huge, giant humanoid robot and retain actual strength capability for its size. None of that has anything to do with what I said. <laughs> physics. It's basic physics, man. Yeah, the basic physics is based on... And, and Kim is the engineer, so you can back me up on this. You put something in Alaska... Oh, God. You, you put something in Alaska, it's not going to be... It, it would if you put it on a ballistic trajectory. I don't think you can make a laser go in a ballistic yeah, tra trajectory without a huge gravity well. But well, you know, anime physics. Yeah, 
I, it's I it's light. We put a giant mirror in space and reflect it. Ooh, yeah, I mean, there's all those starships that fire lasers behind them and they curve around to go forward. Mm-hmm. See, this is why I hate Batman. Just for the record. This is why I'm going to go on the main tangent. This is why I hate Man of Steel. I'm just putting that out there. I, I hate that know, movie. It's garbage. You can either hate on Minmay or Man of Steel. Pick one. If you hate Man of Steel that much, make a I Hate Man of Steel podcast. I want to do that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, Joe, you want to you wanna make a podcast I Hate Man of Steel? I actually kind of like Man of Steel. Oh, son of a gun. Yeah, I'm sorry, man. <laughs> actually, you... And trick trick Billy into coming on to it. Oh, yes. Ooh, that would be awesome. Welcome to I... the Man of Steel podcast where we hate on rip this Steel. movie apart painfully for the next hour and a half and you just hear Billy go, son of a... <laughs> no, I the man of real. Actually, I just get in there and say, welcome to the Thunderdome. <laughs> say that. <laughs> one man leaves, followed by the other man being carried. Okay. That movie was so bad, but okay, let's go. <laughs> yeah, but it's just... I wouldn't call it a favorite movie, but... It, you know. just don't, it don't make sense. They they spin a wheel to make sure, like, okay, let's spin this wheel and kill Matt. I mean, just kill him. So I'm like, okay, here's the easy part. I have a question. Why don't you freaking kill him? <laughs> yeah, I have a question. Did the Avengers rip off Robotech? <laughs> That's a good question. <laughs> I mean, it's not like Robotech's the only one to ever do massive government meeting behind screens that are... are the same. <laughs> Well, I don't know. That's a Joss Whedon question. That's not a tech no, no, podcast I'm, question. No, I'm, asking it, question. I'm asking it as a discussion point here, not not for the ultimate answer. Do we think that? I, I don't. I, I, I doubt. I doubt this. This specifically was the source. I mean, the the whole like shadow government on monitors thing is not a new trope by any stretch of imagination. Yeah. So. And it wasn't by the time Robotech was a thing. Yeah. Okay. Hashtag Kevin Feige give us answers. <laughs> they can't even they can't even get their head around whether or not Venom's going to be part of the MCU. I'm pretty sure they can't answer this question for us. <laughs> they probably can't. They probably can't. I, I mean, well, it's I, simple. I will, I Just tweet, what? I will tweet Josh Whedon and ask him if he's ever seen Robotech because yeah, I. But Josh Whedon. I guarantee don't you, care. you he has. I just something about he probably has something about him tell, but, tells me because when I was a kid the science fiction fandom didn't have that many girls in it and then Robotech came out and suddenly there were girls in it like it pulled a lot of and they cited Robotech as their reason for coming into the fandom so I'm thinking for Corey, let's be honest here. Before you tweet Jocelyn, we know you're you're if he tweets you back, you know you're gonna forget that question because you're asking about when Firefly coming back. I was I love Serenity. Oh my gosh. That's what you're gonna be doing. I'll I'll make that the second one. Okay. <laughs> Besides, I know I know I, Rich, you I, like I, I am not like I am not like the, the uh, I am not like the ordinary Firefly viewer. I have made my peace with the fact that Firefly's dead. Okay. Same here. <laughs> I, didn't I really enjoyed I Firefly. That. I really enjoyed Firefly, or as I like to call it, the live-action version of Outlaw Star, because it starts almost the exact same way. But okay. oh my God, Outlaw Star! I haven't heard that in a while. It's a name I haven't heard in generations. 
my favorite that's our favorite anime, so what, but you know. What do, we, what do we think about the military thing? I'm military. It's it's alright. It's the it's the only thing that actually was a thing that happened in this episode. Exactly. It makes sense that they wouldn't believe them in the fact that, like, look, like y'all should leave now because you being here is a beacon for these people to come attack us, so sorry. Uh, and then, of course, um, at least his father is like, I'm going to try to get you transferred, like, somewhere else so I can protect you, and she doesn't want to have anything to do with that because he wouldn't listen to her, so. Yeah, a lot of things, I, I like a lot of things start up in this episode, and that's that's one of them, like the psychodrama between Lisa and her father. Exactly. Like I I get the point of the enemy wants the SPF one, so don't keep it on the planet. That part makes sense, but the arrogance of the board when they're just like, "Well, what do you mean we can't beat the aliens? We should totally be able to kick their butts." And they're like, "You're basing that argument on what? Like you're just like, no, we're awesome. We'll totally win." Like. It's yeah. It's when you ask them, "Have you seen their firepower?" Because we've seen their firepower. Yeah, we've we've been battling them literally across the solar system. Getting back here, we're pretty we're pretty you know used to how they fight and what they're capable of. And everyone on Earth is just like, "Nah, no, we're big, good no. guys. We're good. We got this." We, Team we got, Earth. Team Earth. Yeah, we got this. Um, so why don't you just get your little ship and go into space? And- it's like the only reason the only reason the SDF one is even, the only reason they made it back is because the Zentradi want the SDF one in one piece. That's the only reason. So yeah, that's yeah. It was always it was always you know put it across the bow. You know, disable this. Don't shoot that. And there's a lot of they were trying yeah. to just kind of maneuver them around rather than destroy the ship. Yeah, I, I think their whole plan is so stupid. Like, okay, so we're going to leave Earth, and you're going to leave Earth, and we're not going to be in danger, where basically, if you go to Earth, you can use Earth as a hostage. Okay, okay, Micronians, we're going to blow up your Earth if you don't give us the STF-1. Okay, that's the so thing that, I would do. To the credit of the writers, the Zentradi are, like, incredibly alien. Their reasoning is stuff we can't wrap our head around. Yeah. So they're... There has to be some mentality, and I'm sure they've explained it and I missed it. Or I know at least at one point it was said, like, hey, we can't interfere with that planet anymore. There's a reason they don't want to mess with the planet, yeah, the, uh, even the though they know they could just wipe it out. Will, Micronians are dangerous to them. That's They said that very early on. That, that Micronians, like the last time we went up against my, my, Micronians, it almost destroyed our species. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure from the sounds of it, it almost destroyed their species by changing their way of life. Oh, me too. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And because, oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. Uh, no, not necessarily. I I think that um, the government may be acting pretty pragmatically. Although it is seventy thousand uh, civilians on the ship, there's probably several billion people on the planet, um, and. The, as far as the perspective of the council, I think that was just to show their ultimate dominance of it. But because they were on video screens, they were one step removed from the situation, which is how they have been this entire time. So they don't really know all the facts, and they're they're acting on what they think is best, which is to to, to move the MacGuffin as far away from as many civilians as possible. So yeah, I, I kind of sided a little bit with the government on this one. I can buy that entirely, except for the drop in the bucket that is the 70,000 civilians aboard the SDF-1. 
It's a high price to pay, but there's probably 7 billion people on the planet. Exactly. The, the trick with that, though, is that they could have let the civilians off. No, but they yeah. can't. They can't let it, the well, civilians no, off. It, I, well, well, hold on. They could, they could have, but there, there was a but at the end of that. Sorry, sorry. They, it, they had a propaganda campaign of, oh, no, the island was destroyed by rebels or guerrilla force. They didn't, they just kind of, they covered it up. Yeah, and they covered they let, it up. If they let them off, then that unravels. That's why they won't, but otherwise they could be like, no, no, civilians come off into this isolated area. You know, they could kind of oh, like right. camp, camp them off in the wilderness somewhere instead and, you know, send the SD off one off with a, a military crew only. Yeah, well, the, the problem is the problem is your average Earth citizen, not only did they cover up what happened on the island, but your average Earth citizen doesn't even know Earth is at war. They don't know. Yeah. They don't know anything. So ah, uh, okay, now it makes sense. If you drop seventy thousand survivors of a giant interstellar war anywhere on Earth, suddenly the entire planet's going to know they're at war. You're going to have panic and all that stuff. So they, they're, while I don't approve of their tactics, they are being, from a military point of view, they're being, they're doing the right thing. Which makes it less. It makes less sense that they would actually let Minmay go back without further like military escort, because it just basically sent her back with Rick. And um, if it was such a secret that needed to be kept, like why would they even let her contact her family at all? Because she's a celebrity, you know. Eventually, it could get out. Like, oh no, like our daughter's alive, and they made her go back. And it's you know, if they were trying to keep it so hush hush, like why only send her with Rick with very little information? That's kinda a curious choice. I, I, I guess other that. than to introduce the other characters, but it just like, you know, security purpose, especially because Min May is so dumb, you know, she's not gonna be able to keep secret. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. I think it was just Oh, go ahead. Sorry. I have a feeling and I, I wanna hear what, what you're saying, Emily. But I have a feeling that Global did that before he left so that nobody could tell him not to. Um, but why Why only Minmay? Um, That's a good question. Why only her? I think it's a plot device to get Lynn Kyle into the story. Oh, oh God. Oh, God. Uh, don't start, Evan. I know. I know. Okay. But, but also, also Minmay's the only civilian who has an airplane on the entire ship. That might have something to do. She won it. You want it. Okay. Okay, the the, the cat's already out in the back, Corey. It was... <laughs> <laughs> but I, I before we get to the cat that's in that we were still yeah, trying to hold in the bag. I wanna go through everybody's reactions first before I do. I, I really don't I really wanna say that I really don't see this as a military action. I think I see this more as a government action. Yeah. I agree with Evan's saying because it's more like the military is not really dealing with this. When you said military, I kind of like, okay. And then when, the more I hear about it, it's like, this doesn't seem like a military situation. It's more of a government situation because it's like a military would say, okay, yeah. But in a government situation, they're being dispassionate about this. So it's like, let's be dispassionate about this because if we let the civilians off, they're going to be panicked. But if we keep them on the ship and let the ship go off into space, we're good. You know, and I don't think they they hate they hated it, even though the captain was really 
repaired the um one of um, um Lisa Hayes' father was repaired to, you know, cause mutiny. You know, I, I really didn't. I I, I kind of I grew Evan. It was it was the more I think about it, the more it makes sense. Yeah, the the Doylist interpretation is that is that they needed to get Lynn Kyle into the show. I have no Watsonian interpretation whatsoever. I, I don't know what in the story, like why Global was like, we should let Minmay off of the ship. Um, but I will say that Minmay, by going, now that we're heading toward that scene, Minmay's plotline, Minmay delivers her greatest line in this saga, the entire saga, in this episode. I want to be a movie star! <laughs> and her family's like, but we're ga- we're trying to run our restaurant. Uh, we were hoping you would get married and your husband, uh, and you would run the restaurant. We're depending on you. Not a movie star. Oh, God. That's kind of a very place. typical of uh, immigrant parents, though. Practical Selfish careers. Little brats, Lynn Minnay. Well, that well, honey, I'm sorry. That means you suck. Yeah. <laughs> That's basically <laughs> the saying. You suck as an actress. And then okay. And then uh, here we go. Okay, thirty minutes, Kim. Does anybody have anything to say 30? about this plot line? You know, I would yeah. love to say some things about Lynn Kyle before you go on your epic rant. You mean that yeah, piece of trash? Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. on an epic rant. That's actually. I mean, I, I was joking earlier, but Mac has really run with it, so... Yeah, 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 you, okay, you so really the, hate the, it. The hype, the hype game is strong. Yeah. <laughs> um, was he originally her cousin in whatever anime they borrowed from? Because the way that they act with each other doesn't really scream cousin vibes, and I've known other animes that have tried to pair people up as cousins that were actually a dating, so... Ashley, yeah. if you if you have been on this show, you know that we have hashtags of Lincest. We we can tell you there's been we say Lincest every chance we get. And this is the very you're doing everything we say that we say it's incest. Uh, These Joker are our ancestral we we, that cousins. That's a good question though. Can you can you check if they were cousins originally, uh, Kim? I'm uh, looking it up now. Okay, thank you. Okay, good job, Fat Kekka. <laughs> but yeah, because that's a Because yeah, they get lovey-dovey vibes from the way that they act together and the fact that, you know, some stuff later on in the series where it's like, okay, you're supposed to be cousins, why being cast this way? This doesn't make any sense. It's a strange thing because when it, when a, like, from Rick's point of view, now let's just examine it from his point of view, he instantly does not like Lincoln. He hates him. And I would like to say that that has nothing to do with him being cousins, but, like, I didn't talk to my sister for, like, 25 years. Okay, and she called me, she called me up, and we were talking a lot because we had a lot of stuff to go through, and my wife and her husband were pissed. I'm like, she's my sister, dude, you know, and and, and, but they were like, they were, I wouldn't say jealous, but maybe that's a bit harsh. They were just like, okay, what's going on here? Um, So, I don't... I know from Rick's point of view, he's just like instantly like, okay. 
Well, to be fair, um, when Lynn and Kyle finds out that Rick was in the military, he's instantly like really rude to him. He's like so. he's like verbally hostile to Rick. Like, why would you want to be in the military? That's he's like, like so oh, horrible. You're a soldier. You guys are supposed like, yeah. to help in times of crisis anyway, right? He's like, well, I wasn't a soldier originally. Oh, so you decided to join the military? <laughs> yeah. What a douchebag. Uh, just I got. I managed to track it down. It looks like in the original series, he was her cousin from the get-go. Hmm. And this makes it worse. Yeah. <laughs> it does. It makes it even sicker. Uh, that's, that's the vibe I got off of it. And the fact that he says, it's okay, she can come live with my parents, which would be one of their sister or brothers. Uh-huh. It seemed natural. And then the worst part is when she's sitting on his lap in the back of the plane and asks, if if you have a boyfriend, or do you have a girlfriend? If you did, I'd be jealous. And then her stupid little giggle. I, I, Mime is the worst. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. So, Can we just rename this whole podcast, Mime is the worst podcast? Yeah, no, Mime is uh, the worst. As much as I would like yeah, to. But, because I still think well, sure. is the worst. To me, to me, yeah. I agree with you, Corey. There are some instances that makes Lynn Cow bad, but uh, I think Lynn, Lynn Cow brings the worst out of Lynn Minmay. Uh, I'm also I, just gonna just throw this point out there: we wouldn't have Lynn Kyle if it wasn't for Lynn Minmay. Exactly. So it's Lynn Minmay's fault, Corey. <laughs> but I, don't, I don't judge on contingencies, man. All right. Um, okay. Corey, um, how long do you want to go? Because I want to know what Kim got. <laughs> Kim, uh, what, what do you think? Now that you've actually seen a guy we've been ragging on for the last 15 I mean, he's, he's basically designed to be sort of... I, I don't know. I'm, I'm still still piecing it. He's very, like, anti-war, which was sort of how Rick was at the very, very beginning. You know, he was when he was coming down on... Roy for like you know how could you leave us how could you join the military why didn't you stay with the circus like he had that same kind of attitude he's just a lot more I guess like devout or hardcore about it since Rick was swayed to hey I gotta you know pr- protect the SDF one um, so there's he's sort of like a foil for Rick in some ways and that's why there's that immediate hatred there's just that like immediate tension of you know I used to have that same attitude, but now I've seen the necessity of it, and they, they sort of play off of each other in some ways. Um, I also view it as a uh, Lynn Kyle, especially since we've had the military in the same episode. Um, Kyle is very much like the polar opposite while maintaining the same. He's got an incredibly exaggerated opinion of the situation uh, with little to no information. But the difference is he doesn't if once he would be aware of the aliens, he wouldn't be like, oh, yeah, we can totally fight the aliens and we'll win against the aliens because we'd be awesome. Like the military is being he's just like, no, man, they're aliens. We should not fight them. Yeah, exactly. I'm just really, really pitching. And I'm I'm sorry, I'm getting off track. I really am pitching the roadhouse and he's Dalton and he's that guy that was behind him and said, I used to have Castle Q in prison Um, and Clint Cow's that person. So I'm just. Picture and Rick start ripping him. So, yeah. You know, Lynn Kyle's, Kyle's giant hypocrisy doesn't pop up until the next episode. Like that's, that's exactly when, I, that's I, when I, you start really seeing. And next episode, it's it's very bizarre. I realized something today. We are now starting. But can you? 
But Corey, can you just picture Lynn Cal just being behind Rick and says, I used to have guys like you in prison. That 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 would be awesome. I can. I can picture that. Yeah, yeah. And then he just kicking him in the throat. Lynn Kyle going. <laughs> I pilot a jet that has a pinky bigger than your body. <laughs> God, I love Roadhouse. <laughs> oh, 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 no, we were talking about Roadhouse. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I just, I, I feel that, like, later on we'll see why I hate them. Oh, and also, like, it occurred to me that we're starting into, like, the golden age where Roadhouse is really, really good. This is the best it will ever be. Or so episodes are just they, they are awesome. Um, she is, believe it or not, in a completely different room. I believe it. Wow, I believe it too. Uh, it's, also, it's also very strange that we need we need Lynn Kyle for the Golden Age to start. That's kind of, that's kind of an odd point. Because like, <laughs> I'm like I'm like, did he make the show better? Like actually, you know, because I, 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 the, the, court, court, court. Well, like, the best part of Borderlands 2 (laughs) is Handsome Jack, so it's hard to have a fantastic story if you don't have a villain you love to hate. Okay. Well, here's the thing about Handsome Jack. Here's the thing about Handsome Jack, Joe. He, he keeps saying, I am the free, he said, I'm the hero, and you're the freaking villain. He keeps telling them every time in Borderlands. Yeah, Um, but that doesn't make him, like, not actually. That doesn't actually make him the hero. Well, he keeps he, he but I mean, according to Matt Pat, he is the hero. Well, That's Matt Pat's not right about everything, okay? Okay. I think Lynn Kyle would see himself as the hero. Yeah, totally he would. Totally. This yeah, he's like, I'm the hero. You're the freaking villain, Rick Hunter. Also, I used to miss guys in prison, so <laughs> like you in prison. So I mean, I just wanted to tell me I want to watch Roadhouse now. <laughs> and Lynn Kyle's response would be like, "Yeah, well, I used to make fun of guys like you in college." He's a guy on the lawn with a guitar. <laughs> I, don't, I don't feel the real need to rant against this guy as much now because I'm just getting, do I'm it, Corey. I'm getting the hate from everybody, so you know I don't have to. Um, but I did think for a minute, I'm like, I'm like, let me give the guy a chance. I thought that when I started the episode, I'm like, screw it. I'm going to watch this episode. I'm going to pretend I've never seen it before. And I'm going to see if this guy's a douche. And so I watched it, and I'm like, yeah, that guy's a douche. He's a douche. He's a douche. He may not be the worst character yet. Okay, but the guy's a douche. He comes off right from the beginning. Say, hey, what are you guys arguing about? I'm going to be a movie star. Maybe it's just being a family. Okay, uh, maybe that family well, just doesn't create good people, you know. But but at the same point, the first thing he does is like, "Hi, I I saved your cousin's life." Oh well, that's what you're supposed to do. Because <laughs> you're the military. Because you're the military. You're military. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And he's. <laughs> I mean, I mean, and I'm like, okay, okay. I've got things. I've got button issues that if you say something, if I meet somebody who's a certain way, I will immediately give them attitude. Okay, maybe he's not, maybe he's just broken. 
I mean, it, to be completely honest, when something's broken, it becomes garbage, and that's what Lynn Kyle is. So. Yes. Yes, thank you. <laughs> Hashtag Lynn Garbage. Yes. Nice. <laughs> Don't encourage him, Joe. Good God. He already needs He got enough encouragement as is. All right, so I th- I what's think, I think next for you? You done ranting about? Uh, one second. I think the rant everybody's worried about will actually come in the next episode. <laughs> okay, okay, we get it. Okay, well, the next episode is where I started hating him as a, as when I first watched the show. Well, not, not don't because, worry, we'll not have. Because he was just a douche. You're entitled to be a douche. It's a free country, you know. Well, we'll have Lynn Cow. We'll have the Lynn Cow defender next week. So good, good job. And to be fair, he's from he's from Japan or China or something, and neither of those are actually free countries. Yeah, I, I've been waiting like whatever. I'm waiting. I was just waiting on him just doing Nick Cage from. Uh, it's a free SDF one. It's a free. Yeah, it is. It He's is a free too. If you want to. Yeah, yeah. I, I've been waiting on him to just do Nick Cage from um, that movie. Uh, God, uh, that movie I was talking that about, where, and just that like that going crazy. Cage overact. That that movie. Yeah, where he just the way <laughs> oh, he just literally so many water. movies. Yeah, yeah there, I know. There he just did, down real quick. <laughs> yeah, but he threw a water. He threw water. I was just waiting on him to just throw water in the Rick's face. Like, <laughs> I was just waiting on him to do that. So, um, yeah. <clears throat> I, I, I'm surprised because no laughs. Because Rick, Rick is just Rick is so by this point, you know. I'm no good audience tonight. <laughs> no, it's a, it's a tough room tonight. Um, yeah, I know. I know. We've laughed. Yeah, we've laughed so much already. We're really tired. <laughs> Lynn Kyle in the show. I will give this away, even though it's non-spoiler. He never walks up to Kyle and is like, you know, I hate you. I'm, I will cut you right here. <laughs> that shows, and that, to me, that shows why Rick is the hero of the show. That he doesn't because he has the patience he's been trained to have. <laughs> Don't start with me. No, um, I'll cut you. No, but I mean, yeah, that he's, but. Rick always was pretty patient. I mean, he was yeah, yeah, about certain things, but he was never, that was never one of his big flaws, Rick, you know. Alright. Alright, well, we're on man too long enough. Um, You want to get Roy on man? Yeah, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll call Roy and we'll ask him Also, about um, we'll ask I just want to know, because um, Koala is staring at me, you want him on first or you want Roy on? I want Roy. Okay. Um, Jake, the, Jake the Koala will have plenty of time. Alright. <laughs> Alright. So, uh, go, go, Roy. Okay. Oh, what's up? How's it going? Okay. Uh, what's up? Uh, I, I see somebody here I know. Uh, I know about all of you except one person. Um, goodness gracious. Hold on. Wait a minute. Is that Ashley? Is that? Yes. Right. Ah, crap. You been you didn't tell it on about me, did you? <laughs> ah, crap. All right. Well, there's a whole lot of lawbreakers out here. Yeah. What's up? Not much. All right. No, not this a lot is, at is, the moment. This is, this is Joe. Nice, uh, nice right, to meet you. Up? How's it going, Joe? All it's right. going. All right, good, good, good. Uh, I I don't got much time because 
I got a I got a party to go to. Um, so, oh, what just, questions y'all got for me? I just uh, I just was wondering uh, if like is Claudia okay with you having a topless poster in your room, man? I, I really don't think Claudia. It really doesn't matter what Claudia thinks because Claudia really is okay and cool with everything I do. In fact, she didn't even want to tear it down. She was okay with it from the get go, and in fact, she bought it for me. So you know. Exactly. How's your koala, man? Oh, it's going well. It's going well. Um, you know what? Uh, if you want, I can get him online. I just got to weld. I just got to cut open the cage because I welded it. Okay. And um, I'll let him talk to you on the yeah, phone. Well, yeah. All right. Well, <laughs> I, well, remember, hold on. I'm going to go to the party real quick. But just remember, before I put him on, uh, on, the, uh, on the phone, Maze Cornwall. Rain makes corn and corn makes beer. All right, I'm out. Here's the bear. Here's the here's the bear. All right, let me get open. Why, why did he weld the cage? You're gonna ask the koala. Uh, uh, okay, okay. All right, now remember, we are cool, okay? We are cool, okay? Okay. Ah, uh, uh, crap, crap. Oh, get off me, you piece of crap. Oh, all right, I'm in and out the door. Crap. All right. Uh, all right, mates. Oi, oi, mates. How's it going? Jake, are you safe? Do you need help? No, no, I don't need help. I need help. Um, he feeds me twice a day, mates, and um, it was really great. He actually gives me gorilla every once in a while with some honey, and it's pretty nice. Um, why did he weld your cage shut? That's a good question because the uh, wanker thinks I bit him, and actually, what he did was he put his finger in there, just wagging it like a little dummy. He then what do you spit for me? I'm a freaking bear. So I mean, yeah. Bites. What happens if you put your hand in the cage with the animal? It's gonna get bit. Guess it's fair. Yeah, but well, but welding the cage—I mean, isn't that a little extreme? And only feeding you twice a day—that doesn't well, seem safe. Well, when you got a talking bear, he—he he kept saying he kept when Roy figured out I could talk, he put a, he put a cross up and said gremlin, gremlin. I don't know what the freak is. I don't know what the heck is a gremlin. I heard it um, don't like to be fed twice. So I guess he thought it was a gremlin. Um, he kept calling me Gizmo for some odd reason instead of Jake. I don't know why sense. he didn't call me. Yeah, you don't. He kept calling me Gizmo. I'm no one there. I, I don't even look like a Gizmo. I, I need to see gremlin. So I, I don't know, mates. Okay. That's fair. Do you play electric guitar, Jake? Because I think a, I think, uh, a koala, I think a koala bear playing electric guitar would be badass. That's just me. I I really might I, I really just go around and you know I have my own band called um you know I, I was actually a part of the uh, country town vials um you didn't know that I didn't I was part of the country town vials I was in the background um playing the electric guitar and they said we don't need an electric cars you know it's the future and. I was like, this is the future, mates. Um, I'm going to be the future. And, um, you know, I actually got on the role of Electric Mayhem um, in the Muppets, but um, they actually didn't like me. And I literally um, punched the leader in the face because I wanted to be the leading. I wanted to lead Electric Mayhem, but um, I, didn't like it. I don't know what the heck that was, mate. But, but, you know, everything goes a little crazy. You know, I hear stuff and I go crazy. So, I'm sorry, mate. Um, I have a question, Jake. Yes. Do, do you or have you ever worked for State Farm? 
Uh, no, I like Nationwide. Nationwide is on your side, mate. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Uh, who's this? Who's this wanker over here? Um, I know this this little girl. I know this girl woman over here, but I don't know the wanker right beside you. Oh, uh, my name's Joe. Not just... Joe. Not Joe. I know who you are, Joe. I'm talking about the other wanker. Oh, I'm I'm Evan. I, I'm just observing. Oh, okay. You got any questions for me, Evan? Are you Australian? Yes, I'm Australian. That explains a lot. Exactly. <laughs> I hear you laughing. What's your got to say? Um, I'm just wondering if you've ever heard of the term Stockholm Syndrome. I mean, you're you're all awfully friendly with Roy, given the situation. I, I don't know if that's something you've uh, worked through on your own. Well, I wouldn't call it Stockholm Syndrome. I would call it being a pet. He feeds me every day, every once in a while. Um, he actually gives me some water, and sometimes he actually... Get a little. He actually gets a little back scratcher and naturally scratch my back every once in a while. So it's pretty good, Mike. Well, he thinks you, he thinks you're okay. he thinks you're a mogwai, so you probably never. What is a mogwai? That's that's the thing that I don't know what. Ah, oh, that's a gremlin. I I don't know what a mogwai is, but he actually want he keeps saying, uh, you know, don't turn around. I'm not putting water on you, but make sure you drink the water, mate. And that's what he keeps saying, you know. Don't don't you know koalas are dry clean only? Uh, yeah, yeah. But I'm a because koala, I know this. I know this. I'm a koala. Has, has anyone broken the news to you that you're not actually a bear? Hmm. Why, would or, or his, a... why would you undermine his confidence like that, kid? I'm, you know well, what, you know, He's talking about, like, I bit his finger, what do you expect I'm a bear? And I'm just like, ah, you... Ooh, that hurts. <laughs> also, there's you know a good what? chance that uh, Rick should be tested for syphilis because yep. koala bears are just riddled with it. Well, right. well you want to know something? Y'all are hurting my feelings. So I'm about to go mites into the cage and shut it. Don't let him weld you in there again. Have some dignity. Uh, Make him feed you more uh, than two times a day. Well, I don't think he's going to feed me more than two times today. I don't even think he's coming back in the warm nights. Um, so, yeah. I hope he burns back some liquor. I'm just saying that. Going dark on the tech podcast. <laughs> exactly. All right, I'm off, mates. I'll see y'all later. Oh, and considering that Philly D rode off on a space dolphin last week, you know. Yeah, but that's cool. Oh, yeah. It's like an acid trip. <laughs> Into the sun. Yeah. I'm a very intense acid trip. <laughs> that's, that's where the fun is, that, if you believe the song. Okay. That dolphin right, needed guys. some de- antidepressants. All right, guys, I'm back. Uh, so, yeah, Philly Brown just told me, yeah, I, I don't know. That was crazy. He just got on. Actually, I don't know. I think he was on drugs when he said, I want to dolphin into this thing. So, it was awesome. So, yeah, okay. that happened. All right, so um, we're going to. We're gonna wrap up this recap, and uh, now that now that we've we've done all the highbrow stuff, and um, huh. that means uh, something. What does that We're mean? We're going into the questions. Jump? <laughs> yeah, I'm not there. Uh, yeah. But, okay. So so okay. All joking aside, we will now we will now be uh, be leaving for spoiler space and. We'll be back in a minute. 
Now here's the Buck Fan with the Min May Minute. Oh my God, I'm sick and tired of this freaking freaking midnight getting on my freaking nerves. Ah, stupid. I can't stand midnight. Ah, so let me. Let, okay, let me get this straight. Y'all like this freaking. Get, if she, she's the only one to get off this freaking ship, and you're telling me that this freaking. It's the only, only person that can get off the ship. And everybody's just freaking waiting. But this little hog gets to get off the damn ship. This is ridiculous. Why are civil rights? This is terrible. Why the heck is one man not the only person to get off this ship? And then we do all this stupid freaking crap to make one person with this land cow. God! I'm a buff fan, and this has been the Min May Minute, people. Keep listening. And now, Macross News with the weather. Well, uh, oh, Macross Lights, uh, welcome to the SDF1. Um, the weather is um, a perfectly sunny day with 80 degree temperatures. Uh, so, um, more on that. Um, we'll come back to you, and the rest of the week is looking the same. Sunny with 80-degree weather. It's a beautiful day to be on the SDF-1. One week later. Well, it's uh, it's another, well, looky here, another sunny day on the SDF-1, and it's going to be the same temperatures, 80-degree weather, same temperatures. Hmm. Uh, more on that. More on that. At Eleven. Um, here's Roy with the here's Phil with the sports section. One week later. Okay. <laughs> Sunny day on the SPF one. <laughs> Eighty degree temperatures. You know the rest. Phil, <laughs> get the heck on here with the red with the weather. Four to six weeks later. Did the weather ever f***ing change here? Yeah, God almighty. You know I know the deal. It's sunny. It's sunny. It's freaking 80 degrees. There ain't a cloud in freaking sight. Come on. God. Fill with the weather. Fill with the, uh, here's fill with the sports. Three weeks later. <sighs> <laughs> One clown! One clown! Oh! But y'all ain't know the rest! Y'all ain't got that play clowns! There's no clowns! It's 30-80 degree weather! <laughs> Tom! Phil! Come here! 
Come here. Come here. Come here. Well, what you want? I'm beating you down. I'm beating you down. It's stupid. One eternity later. Guys, um, I'm the weatherman, and you know who I am. Um, I have been doing the weather for on the ship for four years, um, and I am going to try to try to do something that's unimaginable. I'm going to try to do a weather dance on the SDF one, and if this don't work, I'm going to go completely insane. So. Here we go. Well, what's the point, guys? I mean, I'm going to do a weather dance just to make sure that um, we're going, we're getting 80 degree weather with sunshine, okay? So, there you go. Let's hope that this weather dance starts to rain next week. One week later. <laughs> well, guys, guess what? It's, uh, I'm the weatherman, and it's sunny, 80 degree weather. <laughs> and guess what? The next, next day, Tuesday is going to be sunny with 80 degree weather. Wednesday is going to be sunny with 80 degree weather. Friday, the rest of the whole freaking week, it's going to be sunny with 80 degree weather. People, I am going freaking insane. So, Seeing that I don't see another day with 80 degree weather, I'm going to take this Colt 45 and I'm going to put it to my head. If there's any bullets in here, I'm going to put, come on, just end it, end it. Crap, there's no bullets. Bring it! Bring it! You know what? Screw this. Okay, I'm going to blow this whole station up, okay? Um, you know what? I'm the weatherman. You already know the weather. What's the point? There's no cloud. I don't even know why we got Doppler radar in this place. There's no... You don't see no... Look, put the Doppler radar. Do you see any green on the map? No! Alright? Weatherman out. I quit. Yes, sir. You're the judge. Lay it on us. Bro. I am the judge. The first question is, pitch a sitcom with a Robotech character. And can I have Mac go first, please? Dang it! I am first? Okay. Uh, I know I don't got time. Uh, I'm pitching. I love... We're going with... Um, Corey, we went with I Love Miriam. Yep. I Love Miriam. Um... A Lucy spinoff with uh, with uh, Max Sterling and Miria Sterling. Okay, 
if we'd like to continue. Uh, Joe, who are you picking, please? Uh, we picked uh, replacing Sam Malone with Roy Fokker in Cheers. Um, Son of a gun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we just think it's it's perfect. Excellent. And Corey, did you pick one? No, no, that's not oh, just for our teams. We're a team. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, okay, well, let's quickly go through an opening statement, please. Mac and uh, Corey team, go first, please. Corey, you want to start off? Um, yeah, I, I like this idea because um, we, we've, had, we've had this idea before, obviously. We, we came up with the name of the show based on an old show that was very much like this. However, there hasn't been... There have been aliens where alien shows where aliens come to live with you, but there's never been a sitcom that I can remember. Okay, I may be wrong about this. But I don't remember any alien... Uh, Mork and Mindy. Where yeah, they, I'll bet say Mork and Mindy. They, they, actually, they actually come as an alien and, like, marry into the culture and, and that kind of stuff. You get a lot of fish-out-of-water comedy, which is always good. There's, uh, there's, there's usually an alien comes-to-earth sitcom out every decade or so because it's an awesome movie. And I think, I think Max and Maria are cool characters that would make this sitcom work. Okay. Uh, Joe and Ashley team, please explain your show. All right, well, so Cheers is, of course, as everyone should know at this point, a uh, a sitcom about a bar in the 80s in Boston, and it's run by a retired uh, baseball player uh, by the name of Sam Malone. He is a um, flirt. He's stupidly, overwhelmingly charming in a way. And um, he is perfectly 80s sexist, just like Roy Falker. You could literally take, like, if you didn't want to even rewrite anything in the show, you could just move Roy Falker into the role of Sam Malone, and it would be perfect. The, the line delivery and all this stuff. It's not even a fish-out-of-water situation. It's just, it, it's, it's perfect. It's a perfect fit. Um, you don't have to rewrite much. If you wanted to, you could make it. Like, if you want to rewrite any aspect of it, you could make it a bar somewhere in some random corner of the SDF one that Roy's like, I got some extra time, I'll run a bar. And uh, it would be, you know, perfect. You could have all the regulars, because sometimes you just want to go where everybody knows your name. And you son it, of a gun. And it would work perfectly. <laughs> um, and the problems are all the same, especially if all of his buddies are pilots. They're all going to go in there and complain about all the problems with his intradi. You can even have other characters, uh, like, be in there like guest starring in it like you could have max play um the the analog to dr fraser crane with miria playing his wife lilith because she's the one who's almost robotic and doesn't understand human culture um and and your your show just to throw this out there isn't really a fish out of water story if you wanted the fish out of water aspect you would want to swap the roles to where miria would be lucy and max is ricky because uh i'm sorry uh the other way around max is uh uh, uh, forget that. Not important. Uh, what is important is uh, there. There are better fish out of water stories. You mentioned Mork and Mindy. That would be a better one for these two characters. Have Miria replace Mork and Mindy be Max. Um, first off, the letters are the same. It's Max and Miria slash Mork and Mindy. It's it's a, it's beautiful 
levels there that would work so much better than what you chose here for for i love lucy or the fact that we do have a sitcom like this it was called dharma and greg sure it was two humans but two vastly different humans they were barely the same kind of species yes okay, where he was I'll, a super conservative I'll, one and she was very like, out there okay yep. okay here's the issue i have a problem with um and i'm just gonna drop it right here because we don't got that much time um who's going to replace roy what do you mean? Oh, you don't know. Oh, oh, you don't know. oh. no, see, we're, we're not talking about any. No, I know. I know what you're talking about. I thought you were talking in the scope of my show, not the scope of that show he came from. Um, but in this, you know, if he's running a bar, then maybe he flies less and doesn't actually have bad things happen. So, um, that, you know, when, when I get a chance, I also have a thing. Hmm, go for it. I, I feel that I Love Lucy was made in its time to be generic to in, in as far as location and whatever goes. I think if you take Cheers out of Boston, you actually lose a lot of that show. Exactly. Boston is, or Lucy, is, Boston is a character in Cheers. You exactly. want to say I Love Lucy is generic? Well, there's yeah, little generic about Max and Miria's relationship. That's true. You but do I, mean, I Love Lucy it's, anywhere. It's, it's, it's generic in terms of location and whatnot because you can... Made it was made Lucy is not yeah. not based on the location. Yeah, no, but you can you can location. flip you can flip location character anywhere. As as you stated, Boston is a character in the show. Well, if you moved the bar to the SDF one, the SDF one is a character in of itself, and it becomes yeah, even more of a character when you have seventy thousand. Here's the thing, but what they're gonna drink to because there's no baseball. There's obviously no baseball team on the SDF one. There's they gotta have if they have if they have a pop starlet, they're probably gonna have a baseball team. Well, I mean, well they got one pop star and it's Lemon May, and all they're gonna do is just look at Lemon May the whole time like, oh yeah, that's, that Lemon May, I tell you, she's a killer. It's not like, oh, that a, it's, it's not like Babylon 5 where they don't have a have room for a baseball diamond. Yeah, no, they totally have room. They have a city inside that spaceship. They have room for a baseball diamond. Well, I And they could have baseball with mechs. And really, baseball is a moot point. We could take his flying career, and that's the thing that he is being boastful about. Sam Malone was boastful about the fact that he played for the Red Sox and was really trying to milk that. Roy would milk the fact that he is one of the best pilots to ever live. You would just make it work for the, the situation. So that baseball argument, I don't know why we're fighting that because that isn't, that's irrelevant. And as a side note, in yours, is Max also not a pilot anymore? Is he now a musician at the Cabana oh, Club. Also, well, there's the thing. He could be. I mean, Max is a... Along with his strong Cuban ethnic heritage. (laughs) Max is charming just like Ricky. He's charming. He is charming just like Ricky. He is. I'm just saying, if you're trying to say that I'm removing mine from Boston is a problem, you're removing part of what made Ricky his character. Whitewashing. I am not... Oh, here we go. Whitewashing. He is not... Also, he is not... Um, he is not white. He is Asian. Um, I am. I yes. am actually he as is, a fellow, most... as a black, as a person of ethnicity. He is Asian, and also you're taking an Asian person and putting them with an uh, alien. So it's the same concept. He is, also, he is the most Asian man named Max Sterling. Can I steer the question back to the pitches of the show? If that's <laughs> yes. okay. Um, uh, also, how I... much time we got, Kim? I'm sorry. Two and a half minutes. Okay. Two and a half minutes. Okay, perfect. Closing arguments. Again, a minute each. 
Max Team, why does your show work better than Cheers? That Max Team, I like the sound of that. Uh, I, I feel like our show is just it's awesome because you're taking the concept of two people that are that that you want to see get together because every time you see Max and Mary in the show, it's awesome. You want to see these two get together. You want to see what their life is. You want to see their kids. They grow up. And Lucy, you don't see the kids. Also, you want to see Maria pouring coffee every once in a while. It's fun. It's going to be funny. It's a funny dynamic. And you want to see her succeed. But you see her trying to adjust with, um, with human culture. And I think Cheers, like I said, it's just something that you're just trying to make Roy just stand-up guy in this bar, I just don't think it's going to work, and I just don't think he got the, the 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 charisma to do it better than the character that you're portraying. Yeah, okay. You know, never. Uh, nothing, Corey? Okay. Yeah, nothing. Uh, Joe, Ashley, any, any last words on why okay, so your show would be better? Rick Hunter basically is Ted Danson as I mean, Sam Malone. Yeah, Roy Hunter. Uh, Roy Fokker, sorry. I'm tired. There's lots of characters that start with R. It's weird. Um, but uh, Roy Fokker is basically Ted Danson as Sam Malone in Cheers. And he, it's, I mean, if you, I sent everyone a picture before this. They have the same jawline. The only difference is Roy Fokker's got, like, blonde hair popping out to the side. And it's, it's like they're the same person. They sound the same. They deliver lines the same. It would be perfect. He's a charismatic leader who could run this bar. He's always snarky and charming and witty, and it's perfect. And as a side note, you do see kids in I Love Lucy. Little Ricky is in it. Um, but I don't want to see Miria burn coffee because she can't adapt to modern life because she was the greatest pilot the Zentradi had. I would rather see her actually doing something, not get shoved to the side because Max is afraid of his masculinity. I agree. I agree. That's kind of one of the one of my things for picking that was that I'd like to see her actually shine again. So, real quick, because the people recording this can see the picture. I mean, look at the eye line and the, the, the chin line and the jaw line. It's just, it's almost too perfect, people. Look at that chiseled jaw. <laughs> oh, okay, Corey, you're helping. You're not helping. You're not helping, Corey. Shut up. <laughs> He's not helping because we chose the better option. Okay, I think that'll be time, if I'm in, not in, uh, incorrect. Uh, well, not only was the argument better, but it came with visual aids. I would have to give the point to Joe and Ashley for their yeah, pick. They, they won that one. They won that one. Okay. All right. Uh, I, I didn't even get to one argument I had, which was uh, it was 10 seasons, and how many was I Love Lucy? God, you son of a gun. Okay, <laughs> next question. I'd like to see Ted Danson do some, do some crap without a net. Uh, Corey, don't <laughs> work. I don't. Corner, calm down. We got on. We got the next question. Don't worry. Don't worry. We got this. Okay. Yeah. Okay. We got this. Second question. Please pitch a sequel to a film with Mimme as the lead. Uh, Joe and Ashley, would you please go first? Uh, We're going to be pitching a sequel to the Kevin Smith film that came out 20 years ago, Chasing Amy. It's now Chasing Min May, and she will be uh, filling in the role of the Alyssa character, who will now be the starring character. Okay. All right. You want to? Yeah. Oh, you want me to do it? 
Yeah, you do it because this is this is really long, right? Our okay. Um, our movie is called Groundhog Two, Groundhog Day Two, uh, the next ice storm. Okay. Uh, Joe and Ashley, please pitch your movie. All right, so it's been 20 years since the events of the movie. Our characters were presumably in their 20s, now they're in their 40s. Uh, their careers have really taken off, and so our characters uh, meet at San Diego Comic-Con, where, like, idiosyncratic routine, which was Alyssa's comic, uh, has really taken off. You know, Bluntman and Chronic has spawned, you know, many things, and there's been some issues with Holden and Banky because Holden had sold the rights to him, and he maybe didn't like the way the character Characters were taken, and so our three characters uh, run into each other at Comic Con, and you know they had left the end of the movie, you know, kind of like, well, like we shouldn't really be together; it doesn't work. And so now feelings are coming back to the uh, the surface because you know everyone's broken up with their respective spouses and girlfriends, what have you, over the course of 20 years, and uh, so that's what I'll say so far. Okay. okay. Dealing with those emotions and, you know, relationships are different in your 40s versus your 20s. Typically, go away. Okay. Corey or Mac? Uh, Please you want to go for it? Yeah, you, you read it because okay. I'm blind and stuff. Okay. Okay. Sally Connors, um, Sally Connors, um, played by Lyndon May, um, was a, was told a story about her father living a day for entire, for eternity. But she doesn't believe it. Fast forward 17 years. After Sally is given the opportunity of a lifetime of her life. But she tur- it turns out that that opportunity is in nowhere Alaska. Nowhere. Nowhere. I- I'm not saying this is a state. Nowhere Alaska. With her friend Jill, played by Jan Morris. And with her... With her born, with her, you know, you get to see her in this boring town, and then she sees this man named Parker, played by Lynn Cow. But before she can make her move at him, a gas blast happens, and it kills them both. She wakes up, and um, she wakes up to a song, which is Corey. Uh, I got you, babe. No, you said you wanted to take a different oh, yeah, song. Well- I got you, babe, for, for purposes of the pitch, but probably something about the serpent. Yeah, 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 I got you, babe. Um, she gets, uh, you got me, babe, and she keeps trying to save him every time, but every time she tries to save him, uh, um, she dies with him. Okay. That's, we're, we're, we're pitching a sequel to Groundhog Day, yeah, that's, that's Groundhog Day. Are you okay, man? She's like, <laughs> yeah. Huh? Oh, you stuck there for a second. Okay. No, it's like it's like when she wakes up every time, like, <gasps> like every time, like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, like I gotta save him, you know, sort of like that. Okay. All right. Yeah, that's actually I would watch this. Watch the crap out of that movie. <laughs> okay. Really, you'd watch the crap out of that movie? That sounds like the most boring plot ever. Oh, it sounds. Oh, that sounds like a movie that might... Like, that's just an excuse to have men may die over and over again because you that's don't like not, her. Your point? Exactly! You are exactly right! But you you can do that point. without actually casting her in a sequel no, to a piece of film. You can just have, like, an no, internet no, series no, of men may being... But here's I mean, the thing. You can there's come around bad A on Flux Reboot. World, there's some people in the world that hate Lin Min May and Lin Cow. There's some people that love Lin Cow and Lin Min May. You get the best of both worlds. You get to see her die... 
time in and time out. And if you do like the relationship, which is pretty nasty between Lin Kyle and Lin Min May, you get to see them come together in the end of the film, just like Groundhog Day. We're gonna, but only fact, the only twist is the person that he that she loves is going to die every time. So it's like Final Destination meets Groundhog Day. You're combining I two films. Go ahead. Uh, from a thematic point of view, Robotech is a lot about breaking cycles. Okay, it's the cycle of war, the cycle of all this other crap. It's about repeating the same mistakes. That's a very strong theme in Robotech. That, therefore, I like the idea that that you could add a Groundhog Day type layer on top of it and just go, okay. But know, then it's not a sequel to Groundhog Day. It's a Robotech movie that has elements from Groundhog Day. And Min no. May happened to repeat her day over and over again. Min May's too dumb to learn anything. She, the the movie not, will be no, three no, hours no. long. Come out. It's not Min May. It's <laughs> Sally Connors. You're getting the you're getting the characters right. It's Sally Connors. Right. Phil Connors' daughter. So it's not going to be Min May. It's going to be Sally Connors. You didn't hear my pitch. Sally <laughs> Connors. I heard it. Believe me. Min May. I didn't yeah. hear your pitch. I'm, I'm, just in, I'm just kind of in a room. My bad. Um, I, I understand, I understand, but it's but Sally no, Connor's it's daughter. Still, it's still, there's nothing that says those two things can't be thematically linked. But also, I think, I think the Midnight and, you know, I think Midnight would be good in a sequel to Brown Day, because we don't want that movie to be good. But I don't, I don't. I would rather it not be made at all than be bad on purpose. Exactly. Well, I don't want to see one thing I don't want to see is chasing Asian the two. You didn't even Bob Strikes Back, basically. They already made it. You already made that. Yeah, but it focused on Jay and Silent Bob, not the other characters. Yeah, that's... Kevin Smith is is always trying to make sequels to his movies. You're going to have Kevin Smith and um, Jason Mewes in the movie. You're going to have them in the movie. It's going to happen. For like a scene. Yeah, a cameo, just like they were in Chasing Amy. You're not going to get a Kevin Smith film with Chasing Amy. With Chasing Amy... Without Kevin Smith. Kevin Smith is the key integral part. Of hey, that, that wasn't film. in the equation when we were pitching the question. So if you can do this weird Groundhog Day movie without uh, Bill Murray, then we can do our without calling Kevin Smith. <laughs> you did not listen to me. Bill Murray is in this film in spirit. This is the. So I, no. I, how many times I got to tell you this? This is Phil Connors' daughter. This is his daughter. Bill Murray was in Ghostbusters in spirit, and that didn't save it. Well, he <laughs> was in that point. film, and he got killed. He got a, killed in the film. Max, so I'm he was literally movie. in there in spirit. Exactly. But nobody wants to see Chasing Amy 2 uh, with women may acting. Uh, what, she's going to be gay just like the other girl? You didn't see Chasing Amy. The whole point of the whole story was Ben Affleck liked this girl, but she did not like him because she was gay. No, actually, she did like him. She was the exception, even though that's kind of a messed up thing that, you know, sexuality is a spectrum. When people get older, people grow and change and realize that when they were 20, they didn't know anything because people that are 20 or in their 20s are pretty pretty dumb most of the time. They don't know anything about themselves. There you go. They've had 20 years to, like, grow up and change and realize and that, this, like, hey, maybe we were wrong. Maybe we could have made it work out, but we were both really stupid back then. Now we're not as stupid as we were. Unless you're that sounds like That sounds so much like, uh, you're saying, like, you're pitching a, a sequel that should not happen. I think, personally, 
I would love to see. I don't want to see that because I want the, the film ended it perfectly. Chase Amy Two should not happen. Personally, I think my film, our film, should happen more. Be, more oh, really? Because <laughs> yes, because I want to see Lin Manuel. Nobody wants to see a sequel to Groundhog Day. Nobody. Cycle, and then we're going to see them get the. I didn't want to see the first Groundhog Day. Golly, Cord, you are. See, Cord is not even on your side. You're not helping the point. Um, I'm a little confused. (laughs) If I Groundhog Day is a classic that could have been bad. What's up? Well, here's the thing. You're you're getting. Listen, I don't mean. What were you going to say, Evan? I, I'm just a little confused. Mac is saying that Lin Min May is playing a different character in your movie. So Lin Min May is the actress playing a different character. So she, is we have it? to rely on her acting in it. So it's the actual Lin Min May playing a character. And in uh, Ashley and Joe's, we have the characters themselves within the movie. Within the movie, correct? As I understood the, the question to be, it had to be Min May in there, not playing the actor. Because so. we don't want to rely on Min May's acting talent. I understand. I just wanted to clarify that because well, I don't. Well, I went with the acting talent, and personally, if she didn't got too too much in. I mean, in my film, yeah, you're gonna say, oh, she's a terrible actress. But really, in all honesty. She just playing a love sit plus be trying to save somebody twenty four seven, and this is just a perfect role for her. She ain't got to do too much. Um, also, like I said, she's a big goof. She can do comedy. This is comedy. I'm not getting her doing like an Oscar winning film. I'm trying to get her into a film which Lemon May is perfect for. She's pitching a dramatic film which should have won Academy Awards. I'm picking a film that is maybe should have won in the candy war but it's a comedy this is some comedy yes you can say comedy is harder than dramatic but my god i mean i know she ain't gonna do one good in the trace and amy this is perfect for her all she gotta do is sit up there just give those emotions just die 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 24 7 and then come back to life just like in groundhog day come back just resurrect and try to do the same thing in counterclockwise. You're gonna laugh because so women made gonna you, you have you have a you have a pitch for a movie which was the only reason some people went to go see a Kevin Smith film that would that pulled it off better than you're explaining it called Jersey Girl. Well, Jersey Girl was not to me. Jersey Girl's not that good. <laughs> no, that's the only reason people went to go see it because you know Jennifer Lopez dies in the first ten minutes. I did not. I listen. I said that you try to take what I said. Your film is a good film, yeah. which you're trying to per- bring uh, Lemon Midnight into it. Oh, sorry, sorry. Yeah, we're, we're screwed. Corey. Okay. Oh, okay. Oh. All right. That's probably time. Okay. Okay. Well, Mac, you've made some good points at the end there. I don't know. And I agree with you. Lynn Min May playing herself in that role would be good for her. She wouldn't have to do too much acting. Uh, I, I, but I think I will have to give the point to uh, Joe and Ashley. They pitched a a little better uh, movie. And... and uh, oh, no, no, I I agree with you. I agree with you. <laughs> Thank you. Well, I'm not mad at you. I'm mad at Corey because Corey kept saying, "Ah, oh, we're screwed." I said, "Corey, shut up." I said this once. <laughs> no, you're just like, like you won't help. <laughs> I know. I, 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 I really, I, I don't do well in speed rounds. That's all I'm saying. Okay. That's all I do well in. 
Yeah, Ten minutes I'm, is not that much of a speed round, though. 30 yeah, but seconds. Fight, but I fought well, but I might fight by myself. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I'm, I'm sorry, Mac. We'll, we'll, we'll get it back here. Okay. The point, the point is, let's, let's do the once around, because I really want to do my answer on the once around. So we won't even argue it. Just ask a question. Uh, which one, please? The, the Or we had to pitch the movie. No, no, no. We can do that. We can do the Game of Thrones quickly. No, I thought we were putting each other in movies. Yeah, the Game yeah, of Thrones. I, I'm honestly, I'm going to be completely honest. I have an answer for the Game of Thrones one, but I've only seen one season of Game of Thrones, and I hate that show so much right now. <laughs> I just, every time I try to get into it, I'm like, I like better fantasy than this. All right, all right. Which one, Core? Which one you want to do? I'm by you right now, dude. Core, what Sorry. do you want to do? Uh, do the do the one where where uh, where we put each other in the in the movie because I I, I, I came up with a funny answer for that. Okay. Okay. Let's go. Okay. Let's go. Uh, the next question will be: Make a film better by putting one of the contestants into it. Let's have Joe go first. You're putting Mac into what film? Uh, Scott Pilgrim versus the World. <laughs> okay. Ask who? Uh, Scott. Okay. Okay. Mac, you're putting Joe into what film? I'm putting Joe. I'm putting Joe Davis in. In Romo, please. The Wizard. Ass. Lucas. Don't don't. Okay, Ashley, you're putting Corey in what movie, please? I'm putting Corey as Alex from Grandma's Boy. Alex is the lead character. <laughs> Great. The, only one, the only movie I haven't seen. I'm in. Apparently. <laughs> oh, God, that's a good one. And Corey, what movie for Ashley? I'm putting Ashley in The Revenant. <laughs> okay. Oh, God! The Revenant! What As the Leonardo DiCaprio character? Is there, Are there any other characters in the movie? I don't even remember. Um, there's, um, the bear. There's, there's the bear. There's the bear. There's the bear. And, um, I'm just I'm, I'm kidding. Space. But, I'm about to say, yeah, really? Leonardo DiCaprio. The one, who, okay. the one who fights the bear. Yeah. Oh, All right. Glass? Okay, okay. She's going to win the Academy Award. Mac, let's hear why Joe should be in Wizard. Okay, if you listen to us as we were ranting on at the beginning of the, um, in the podcast, Joe kept saying it, and he kept saying it every time. I love the Power Glove. I love it. And he could be that big douchebag that we want to see as Lucas. Lucas, he was a, he was a good villain to the kids in Wizard. And those of you who are not familiar with the Wizard, the Wizard is about this little, two kids, and it has, Fred, it has Savage, and so it has Fred Savage um, as his brother, two brothers, two, um, two brothers, and they're going around and they're trying to get to California. So we're going to see Joe, Joe, Lucas is this kid. He is such a D-bag. He is so, like, he's like, he literally looks at him, and then I can see Joe just sitting up there, like, picking a game. I'll beat you in any of them. You're the wizard. And then he's like, I'll just beat you. <laughs> I can see Joe as that type of person, because you look at him, then he's got that smarky look where he could take that power glove and just turn it and just, like, act like Lucas. I, I really want to see him as Lucas. Okay. Joe? <laughs> okay, so I'm going in a completely different direction. Uh, part of the problem I have with Scott Pilgrim versus the world is Scott's a piece of dirt. 
And uh, Mac over here is a pretty good guy, and I don't think he'd cheat on his girlfriend. He would have been honest with her pretty early on and uh, all this jazz. And the other issue is Scott is not really a, a geek. Like, for all this video game subculture that's in it and all these references to video game stuff, like, Scott barely seems to give a crap about video games. Mac obviously cares about video games. So it would be an ideal role that he could play almost organically and naturally. It's like we would have a method act without actually having to go out of character for the actor to do the method acting style. So, you know, Mac wouldn't be sending condoms that are used to people or anything like that, or dead pigs to his cast members. He just literally would be Mac. Like he'd be done with his shoot and he'd go play a video game waiting for the next day. Okay. I have an argument against yours, but I'm going to let them go. Yes, please. Uh, Joe, or excuse me, uh, Corey, would you like to tell me what your pitch, please? Well, Ashley's fourth appearance on our show, and and having argued against her uh, a number of times, uh, I think that if we gave her the assign, like the question, like which one of us is going to fight a bear and survive, it would be Ashley. There you go. Oh my God! Well, you're... Okay, yeah. Ashley, oh you gotta win. Kill, can we? All right. <laughs> All right, so I picked Corey to be in Grandma's Boy, which is a movie about somebody who uh, tests uh, video games and does the quality control. I know Corey used to do that for a living. So, like, who better to actually play that role and really live that role than somebody that lived that life? Uh, this character falls on hard times and literally has to move in with his grandma, and I think Corey would be able to pull off that uh, catharsis uh, and make us really like feel bad for him better than uh, the character that was actually cast, which was one of Adam Sandler's many friends that has been in every one of his movies, uh, and we all know that sometimes Adam Sandler movies aren't the best. I think the movie would be more fun if we had more of a realistic character in there than a comedian. Excellent. Okay. Um, Mac, you had some uh, problems with Joe's argument. Please go ahead. Exactly. Um, I agree with him. Um, yes, um, problem with Michael Sarah was he wasn't a nerd. He didn't feel like a nerd. I do like video games. But one thing Michael Sarah did good, and I watched, my, I watched Scott Pilgrim, because Edgar Wright is one of my favorite directors. Um, one is in my top five of directors. And I, love, and I watched um, Scott Pilgrim vs. the World around six times. And it might be seven because I want to watch it again. Um, one thing, and I watched behind the scenes features. One thing I can't do that Michael Sarah can do is play the guitar, and he actually played the guitar. I can't play the guitar like he could. I don't know how to do the keys. You're gonna say method acting. I am not gonna be able to do the keys or nothing that he can do. Also, Michael Sarah, if you look at him screen to screen, picture to picture, and I played the video games too, and I read the comic. Michael Sarah actually looks and looks like Scott Pilgrim. I am black. I have cut hair. I have no idea. I am will not look like my hey, mom will not look like Scott Pilgrim. First off, Scott Pilgrim first. is Canadian. So you know, first you thing, know, um, that, that movie is really, really white. It would be nice to see it, yeah, because it's Canada. Yeah. Um, but um, Corey, Corey, oh, the the first thing is, uh, do you know who else? Is portray is a white character in comics that's portrayed by a black actor fantastically in uh, the MCU, uh, Heimdall from the Thor movies, uh, played by Idris Elba, and everyone loves him. The worst part about him playing Heimdall is the fact that now they've wasted Idris Elba on Heimdall instead of using him for a better character later on, um, exactly. be because he makes that character better than he was in the comics. Um, okay. 
And uh, second, your arguments with me is like, I'm a jerk and I love the power glove and I'm good at video games. All of these things are true, except that maybe I'm a jerk, but I'm very <laughs> bad at video games. If you've ever actually watched me play video games, I'm terrible at them. And well, if I'm terrible at video games in general, I can't use the power glove. I hate that piece of overpriced garbage. Do you really? Okay, well, it's the same way with me. It's, I know, because I, I am not going to lie. I mess with the power glove. It's a hunk of junk. It's garbage. I don't even know why would nobody wanted to buy it. But I'm going to be honest with you. Yeah, yeah. But I, here's the thing. I think Joe could really. It's all about method. And I think he, like I said, you got the douchebag qualities. He could do it. He can move. You said you're a jerk. You can act just like Lucas. And I said. The game at the end is Mario 3, and I know for a fact you can beat everybody in Mario 3. And I know the fact that you lose in Mario 3, you will be pissed just like Lucas. And, and not only that, I think in the in the film, if you could just look look at him, like when he gets beat by um, Jimmy, Jimmy, he's like, like, crap, I can't believe I lost that little punk. And, and it's just an expression that you have when you lose. You're like, even when I was a kid, I had to use a Game Genie to beat Bowser in Mario 3, to even get to Bowser in Mario 3. I am terrible at video games. I love playing them, but I'm so bad at them. But you, but you can get past the third. You, you, can, you can, shut up, Corey. You can get past, Mar you can get past World 2, can't you? No. You can't, no, I think you're putting up a show. I know you like level two, maybe. Two. I demand worlds. Okay, okay. This is uh, um, deteriorating a bit. Perhaps Corey uh, could tell me why Ashley would be good in the Revenant. Revenant. I, I already did. I'm, I'm, I'm good. Because she will be able to defeat a bear. Well, because, because, Ashley? because if, you give her, if you give her a question or, or, or something that she has to control, oh, God. She, will, she, will, she will go after it. Okay, okay. Okay, the tenacity. Okay, here, we, here we go. Okay, I'm gonna have to fight for Corey on this one because that coming. I'm fighting one man. I'm fighting one against two. Okay, the reason Ashley would be good at Glass as Glass is John Glass in the Revenant. I think really the really though Ashley got the that one thing that she can do is she can give you silent acting just like Leonardo DiCaprio. And also she's a teacher. She knows how to speak. She probably there's a good chance she knows how to speak Chippewa just like Leonardo DiCaprio. And I know that it won't be a it will be easier for her to process and learn just like Leonardo DiCaprio learned and that part as glass, and I think, and, and I honestly, like I said, she would. I think she'd be awesome shooting that musket and um, literally going in there trying to patch the wounds up. And not, and not only that, I think, in all honesty, it would be awesome to see actually eat some, um, some eat uh, deer's heart and literally sleep in the horse. It would be awesome to see her doing that and literally grunt her way to killing Tom Hardy at the end and literally scalping him. It would be awesome to see that in the Revenant and. Uh, it, it, it would turn from a group, and also adding a woman to that film would be more. Be it would be a lot better because it would deal with a, a woman actually did it instead of a man doing it, and I actually would like to see that. Plus, plus, okay. I, plus I've seen I've seen Ashley with a beard, and she can carry it off. <laughs> yeah, okay, good it. strong points, strong points. Ashley, why why is Corey good in Grandma's Boy? You already right, said Corey. he's very good at gaming. Yeah, Corey actually has lived this life, and so we would get some, like, the, the, this would bring some gravitas to a, a role that basically for, like, a movie that nobody saw, because I'm thinking me and Joe were probably the only people that ever saw Grandma's Boy, maybe Mac, because, you know, it's about gaming and gamers I, and that I kind of thing. I saw it, I saw it. I seen it. You're, you're, about, you're about to get it now. 
I'm, like I said, I, I'm hey, uh, I thought a lady is speaking. A lady is speaking. Thank you. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, I don't think I would work very well in The Revenant. I don't want to take away Leonardo DiCaprio's Oscar because like that was an Oscar worthy performance. Like he works so hard. I hate the outdoors. Uh, I try to avoid the sun as much as possible. I know the people on the you know listening right now cannot see the glow coming off of me because of how pale I am. But I'm very pale because I avoid the sun and the wilderness at all costs. There are bears in there. I don't want to mess with any bears. Bears are scary. Uh, Um, The only way you'd win against the bear is if it was verbal debate. Exactly. And we all know that bears cannot speak our language. Uh, I'm you know, I'm good at some languages, but Native American languages, I don't have a lot of experience with. So unless it's like Spanish, uh, you know, we're not going to do too well. Um, I'm not a method actor like Leonardo DiCaprio. I don't know if I could pull that off very well. So I know I would not be good. The Revenant is an Oscar-winning movie. If we put me in the movie, people are gonna be like, "Who is this chick on this set? Please go away, little girl." They will say, who is this chick? They'll be like, this is awesome. So let's put her in more Oscar-winning films. I mean, actually, we can get you from The Revenant into La La Land. I mean, you can play. Oh, no, no, no. Please pick better films. The stars. For the love of God, please pick better films. Listen, I hate nobody hates that film more than me. Tor picked picked this film, not me. Um, no, no, I just meant, I meant like compared to La La Land. Let's not let's not pick trash. Over here, please. Um, uh, I hate that film. And plus, isn't uh, it the Revenant based off of a true story? Like, exactly. I don't think I would fit in with the trueness I, well, of it. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. In the film, you're not literally fighting the bear because I watched that scene. Um, literally, what happens is Leonardo got his butt kicked by the bear, and what happened was. Leo found an opening and stabbed the bear in the neck, and he rolled down the hill with him. So you're not fighting a bear, actually. All you're doing is just stabbing the bear in the neck. No, it's not going to be a movie with me in the role. I don't know how to do these things. It's uh, not going to work. You can be use, use the parlance of my gaming people. Ashley's got a D4 hit die, and Leonardo DiCaprio's character was at least a ranger and had a D8 or D10 hit die. And, like, we can't take the kind of damage that he could take from a bear. Like, it would take four swipes to knock Leo out. Um, but, you know, it might take us two. If I were starring in that movie, it would have won all the Razzies, not an Oscar. I disagree. That's not uh, These are some um, strong points, actually. <laughs> Very good. For the purposes of time, though, I'm going to ask for a closing remark. Any last final new remarks that will shut down the competition? Uh, Mac, anything that is going to... Uh, uh, shut down Joe's argument. Uh, <clears throat> also, um, I just sent you, uh, uh, Corey, I just sent you a tweet. Uh, <clears throat> listen, I am, I, I am pitching a film which, which, which Joe will be great in. I think this will be, uh, oh, I think Joe will have an Oscar winning performance in this film. He will be better. I'm talking about Joe is gonna gonna outdo Darth Vader in this film. He is going to outdo James Earl Jones in this film. He is gonna be so evil, and I think Joe even got an evil laugh waiting to do this part. And literally, when he li- uh, li- really literally did this, uh, he literally did this. He's gonna be like, <laughs> I am so evil. I'm evil Lucas, and I want to see him do this. And 
him literally losing at the end of that fi- at the end of that film. I-, I think there was literally less jury like, oh well, I lost. And I know, quote, I know Joe when he loses, it's gonna be like, no, how can I lose to you, you little punk? And I can literally see him at the end of the film instead of just like shrugging it off. I literally see Joe literally losing the match and literally probably having a knife and trying to stab the boy. I mean, actually, I think I can see that. I can wow. see that. Also, okay. Also, okay. Also, also, I want to defend. I know, right? What did I get? What did I ever do to you, man? Also, Corey. Also, I have something against Corey. I think Corey did not fit Grandma's boy because Corey is nowhere near the game designing. Corey. He's not a game designer. He knows nothing about game. I mean, the only the, the best me? thing the boy. I love Corey. I love how Corey, to defend ourselves we have to tear down our friends. Excuse me, Mac. I'm here to I'm here to win. Darn it! You're, you're trying to lose. Um, okay, Corey, fighting okay yeah. Yeah. wrap wrap it up. Call it a day. Uh, I think I'm going to have to call it. I, uh, Joe and Ashley clearly had, um, uh, well, let's put it just nicer arguments, <laughs> to say the least. They seem to draw on your personality traits that uh, you are proud of and expose them in a positive light. Unfortunately, Mac, you and uh, Corey did sort of the opposite. Corey, less so. You you praised her tenacity, but unfortunately, I do not think Ashley can fight a bear. So... Hey, screw you, man. Time's gonna tell on that one. Okay, uh, well, okay. I would say, like, if you were Captain Corey, I, I, so I prefer to be right sword now. from the Fifth Element. Corey, I hate you so much right now. Oh, God. Why? Why did you pick the bear? Why couldn't you pick the wife? Why can't you pick the wife? <laughs> I never, and, uh, I, I never actually saw The Revenant. The only scene I've, I've seen in the movie is the one where, where they kill the bear, where he kills the bear. Okay. I thought that's what the you could have picked pick Miss There's a bit Trump more to it, I think. You could have yeah. picked Miss Trunchbull from um, Matilda. I mean, my God. Oh. Thanks. That is a harsh alternative pick. <laughs> I would imagine I'm more Miss Honey than Miss Trunchbull. Miss Trunchbull throws children. I've never harmed a child. They're all bigger than you. Give it time. I still wouldn't hurt them. No. Or or Miss Honey or yeah or better yet you could have picked a better teacher or goodness gracious come on. Yeah, pick um what what's her face from um um blanking on it the. The one with the Coolio song. <laughs> oh, uh, oh, yeah. Michelle Pfeiffer. And that was your, yeah, yes. that was your pick. Dangerous Minds. That would have been dangerous. I didn't actually, that think, been I didn't actually think we'd, we'd be winning against Ashley and Joe at this point. So I'm, I'm, it's, it's, the equivalent of, it's the equivalent of being in last place and running across the finish line backwards. It's just. <laughs> it's a, it, it's a fun, it's a fun argument to have fun with. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, but I would have. I, I was sitting here thinking, like, I am literally arguing against two people right now because my partner. So <laughs> we're still we're still waiting because I'm I'm pretty sure. Did you did yeah, you finish yeah. your deliberation? Well, it was down between the two of you. Um, uh, Joe, you had good points, I think. Um, but Ashley really persuaded me with Grandma's boy. I, I've seen the film, and I think that there's a bit more truth to Mac being that character than who they cast originally. No, that's so, boring. And yeah, that she was, she oh, was arguing Corey for Grandma's boy. 
Sorry, right, sorry, sorry Grandma's boy. Pardon me, excuse me, sorry. It's okay, it's okay. So, for that, uh, I will say Ashley is the overall winner of this round. Okay, nice. that's fair. That's fair. Really At least I didn't win. That's good. We got show, is what happened. <laughs> I'm gonna stab no, you. You. <laughs> you, you! You literally just gave up halfway. <laughs> I was like, dude, I and then not only that, when I was arguing for, um, when I was arguing for, uh, uh for Groundhog Day 2, you just like, yeah, that sounds good. I was like, poor, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> I, I can't, I cannot tell a lie, man. Okay. I literally, I literally, at that point, I was okay. literally about to say, tag in, Kim, tag in. <laughs> I, I got, my sleep patterns got thrown off, so, like, I haven't slept in, like, days. Yeah. So, yeah. But I, I really think I would have done better with Kim. Kim would have been like, okay, this, I, it would have been I, a- I very, very nearly jumped in. Like, there was a, a couple of points along the first two questions where I literally had to bite my tongue because I was about to throw a counterpoint in, and I was like, no, wait, I'm not fighting, shut up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I knew, I knew it, like, you know, like, Corv was just like, you, they were pounding me, like, you knew there was like, it's one against two, it's unfair. Yeah, right, real quick, just before we mop up, yeah. uh, just before we wrap up, I wanted to do... There was a little bit of fact checking along the way that I just never got to interject because we were trying to go quick. Okay. Um, I love Lucy ran six seasons since that question got asked in the yeah. that earlier round, and mm-hmm. it was filmed. It was not done live, which was very uncommon for that time period. I did not know that. Oh. Yeah, they Lucy and Ricky were insistent on doing it from Hollywood, and the only way to do it and get it to the East Coast in a timely manner was to do it on film instead of filming live in New York to broadcast to the East Coast. It, it was a, a whole big to-do. Interesting. Um, the Power Glove was, at least in my opinion, pretty overpriced. It was $75 when it came out Is in 1989. That, that's a lot. Um, so that Because that, that got raised, what, was it an overpriced piece of junk? Yeah, it kind it of looked was. like it was. It's, um, it's terrible. And then... Um, as far as bears not speaking English, we do have several examples of that not being the case. Yogi, Boo Boo. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, there, there's, always, there's always a chance that you might run into one who's, uh, you know, able to communicate a little better. We do have our koala bear. <laughs> so, yeah, that, that's, that's my contribution for the evening. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Alright, so first of all, oh, let's do this, just in case Joe has to run out of here. Um, tell us where we can find you and what you got to plug. Uh, I am can be found on Twitter at Drake Masters, and uh, we have been starting live streaming this summer. You can find me on YouTube as well. Uh, I, I don't necessarily know how to share that information, but I will be sharing it at least on my he really does suck at, at the game he's playing right now. Uh, Dead oh, I'm so terrible. <laughs> yeah. We got better because we lowered the difficulty. Though. We had to go down to the easy difficulty <laughs> to <laughs> not die for 45 minutes straight. I'm, I'm worse kept, than him. Corey kept going. But hold on. I want to know this. Are you really terrible at Mario 3? Or that's just he really, yes. We both are. We tried to play it recently. We kept dying. Yeah, we're bad. Oh my that, dude. I God, you don't even know about... We don't have the I, equipment I, to stream that one yet. We, we literally can only stream anything we play on our PS4 because I don't have any actual legit streaming oh, equipment. We got to exchange. We got to exchange. We got to exchange ID because I really want to do a playthrough with y'all guys. <laughs> okay. 
Yeah, yeah, I gotta do that, because this is gonna be fun. <laughs> okay, and uh, let's go Evan. Evan, tell us about you and what you need to plug. Yes, uh, my name is Evan Coyne, and you can find me on Twitter at Evan Barbarian. And that's it. Thank you. Yeah, good, good job judging today, buddy. Yeah, very <laughs> appreciate good, it anytime. How, how fast we tore through these. Okay. Yeah, okay. How terrible my partner was. <laughs> I, I don't blame I, I, you. I, 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 am, Evan, I am up for next week. I am totally up for next time. But now, Evan, Evan, let, let me. Let me first say this. I don't blame you. I don't blame you at all. I was trying my darndest. I was like, I am handicapped right now. What is going on? <laughs> but, okay. Uh, probably all that stuff you drank when I when I took a crack at Dragon Ball Revolution earlier. Okay. Um, <laughs> all right, Kim. Tell us about you. Uh, yeah. Well, when I'm not here on the podcast fact checking, uh, you can find me on Twitter at underscore Kim Hanley. I'm usually movie fighting or TV fighting or um, throwing random puns and jokes on other people's tweets for fun. Also, uh, Tech Podcast Champion. She used to take shot. You keep forgetting that, you know. Oh, believe me, I haven't forgotten. I just don't want to constantly remind you of the pain of losing. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) It's all very very courteous. I don't don't have to remind you, so... (laughs) Tell us your tell us your Twitter handle if you already didn't. I, I didn't hear. Okay, I am no, at I Tampa Buck Fan eighty eight. Um, come follow me. Yeah, I got it right this time. Uh, yeah, that's because I'm very very pissed at you, Corey. Um, <laughs> what else? I, you I, uh, um, I also I want to say hashtag screw Corey. Um, I should hashtag I should have used Kim when I had the chance. Um. <clears throat> Uh, also, uh, nah, nah, I love you, Corey. You're a cool guy. Uh, I also, I also, uh, I want to thank Ashley and Joe for coming out here. They they were nice. It was nice for them to come in here. I, I really enjoyed them. We got to have them back. It was fun having them on. Um, also, um, also, um, I want to announce for the Tech Podcast, we are trying to get... Uh, no, no, no. no. Don't say it. it. Okay, not until we have it. Uh, but Ooh, we're, we're working on... We're working on something big right now, really big right really now. Really big. Um, really huge, like like SDF one big. Yeah. Like no, I'm talking like yes, like bigger than big, like very big. Like if we could get this person, we'll be on the map. Um, it's gonna make it's gonna make all of the things look like micronians. Exactly. Yes. Uh, yes. I'm serious. It's gonna be that big if we can get this person on it. Um, but um, we'll we'll hopefully we'll get that person, but. Um, also, um, look, um, y'all, have y'all subscribed, have any of y'all subscribed to my channel? Uh, I think we're possibly? both subscribed. Yeah, I got, I got people from Discord to subscribe to your channel, so. Okay, okay, cool, uh, yeah, but look me up on the Game Fixers YouTube, on Game Fixers on YouTube, at the, that's the Game Fixers, um, I review movies, video games, um, I try to review television, but I, I also do book theories. Um, I'm still working on that theory for um, Inception. Um, also, uh, I play video games. I do book plays. Um, this month, I've been doing Swords and Shields month. Um, I'm, um, well, this is June. We're doing this in June, but um, I should be done with Swords and Shields month by this time. Um, I'll, um, but this month in July, the month of July, we are do, um, seeing that Super Mario, but Mario's birthday is on this month. We're doing Super Mario month. Um, where I'm playing 
Um, I did a poll, and we're doing Super Mario 3. Um, so we're going to play that for the whole month, and while we're doing that, we're going to play Mario Kart, which I got well, now that um, I got a Switch. Yay! Uh, we're going to be doing uh, Super Mario. We're going to do Mario Kart, and I'm going to be playing it with my nephews, um, probably my friend, some of the friends that pop up, and it's going to be fun. We're, we're going to have time playing Mario Kart, so uh, we're going to do that for the month, and um, you know, stay tuned. Listen to the Game Fix channel. Also, come back here to the um, Tech Podcast. Um, where next time um, <clears throat> we're gonna have um, Kid a- Kid Neon, and then the next time, the next week, we better study hard, Corey. Darn it, I don't well, want I'm no already, losses. I'm already ready for that one. I am not. I am not kidding this time. I am. I do not take losses well. Darth Darth Vader. According to you, you take them better than I do, though. <laughs> I, I do not take losses better well. As the Emperor of Debating, I do not take it better well. Okay. Nah, no, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> okay, so uh, uh, bite me. Also, he's this insecure D. He's an insecure D. Dang it. Screw it. <laughs> That's what you get. Okay. Um, insecure douchebag. Um, and uh, and until, until then, until we hear from you, have a great day and be good to each other. And be good to each other. Hey, everybody. Come join us at our Patreon page at www.patreon.com slash alienbodyparts. A $1 pledge. We'll get you early access to all of our episodes a week in advance. You can also post and read our posts and do all kinds of fun stuff. So we'll see you there. All right. Have a good day, everybody.